0: second quarter they were down by four and it was threatening to get away from new zealand but they have turned the tide in stirring fashion to keep the series alive 56 52 new zealand
1: win it santner leaps back and takes the most magnificent catch one-handed what a moment that is with ferguson steaming in a short ball that for all money seemed to have gone over Santner's head he plucked it out of the air one-handed brilliant yeah
0: beautifully bowled that is left arm orthodox dream material and it's his 100th one-day
1: One international wicket Gone. Yes! game over Santner picks up a treble Late in the piece, comfortable catch at first slip for Daryl Mitchell and Fazalak Faruqi lasts just one ball longer than Naveen. Afghanistan have been bowled out for 139 and that is a comprehensive victory for New Zealand, 149 runs.
2: 37 phases and counting. Here's Kalahar, strong shoulders on him. Over the
1: top, Sam Whitelock. Over the top, Sam Whitelock. Sam Whitelock, you are magnificent. Sam Whitelock has forced a penalty, and the game will be over. Sam Whitelock's career will go on, and the Irish will crash out of Rugby World Cup 2023. Always, always bet on black.
0: It's five past six here on SCNZ, welcome into Izzy and Kempe for breakfast and uh, boys, yeah, ooh, that McCarty commentary still gets you, still get, oh, I still wish he had said Sam Wylock's career continues but Johnny Sexton's is over or something, you <laughs> know, but, he, <laughs> uh, but he didn't go there, I mean he didn't go there, also boys,
3: how's how's uh, Rico
0: this? did that, yeah, yeah exactly, Rico did, Rico did <laughs> do that, a uh, bit of Rolling Stones there for you, how's this? Mate, you you want to get noticed? Do you want to, you want everybody to know that you got a new album out? What are you going to do? I'll oh, just quietly this weekend. Barcelona play Real Madrid in the El Clasico. Barcelona are going to have the Rolling Stones lips and tongue on the front of their jerseys as the sponsorship.
3: Wow, oh, how good! How good! That is a perfect, perfect promotion. Man, there's so much going. On. How much of a platform is sport right now? You look at the the the. Situation going with Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Look, we don't want to get into that, but it's just changed the dynamics in terms of his career and his um, known status around the globe. But also, Patty Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, has come out and said he wants to buy more franchises in sport until he officially or eventually owns an NFL franchise.
0: Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, we talked had that story the other day about uh, Alpine the uh, yeah. or Alpine that the F one team. He's part of the ownership group for that now. So he's 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 chipping away, man. He's chipping away. I did see I thought it was quite funny. Apparently uh Interest in NFL has gone through the roof since Taylor Swift turned up in that game because all the Swifties who never gave a toss about NFL before are all of a sudden now following...
4: It's the in-sport. The Uh, sport
0: Yeah, exactly. So they're all following it now, and uh, I saw somebody... They do
4: wonders for her career,
0: though. Well, this person said it'd be great if she walked into a library. Can you imagine all those people actually... Who's Taylor Swift? Yeah, all those people actually (laughs) reading books.
3: (laughs) (laughs) But it's so true, though. Like, the NFL must be... Must be chuffed at what's going on. This has put them on the map even more, even though they didn't really need it. It's one of the biggest sports in, in, around the globe, or the biggest watch Super Bowls around the globe. But mate, she she's done absolute wonders. Do you, how do you feel like everyone's taking it as as players? Are they a bit over it? They must be a little bit envious and jealous. Potentially what? a couple of them going out and, and chasing a couple of pop stars to to catapult their careers? Well, I
0: think it's it, it just sees everything, doesn't it? Just it kind of just shows you how big she is particularly, mm. is that she turns up at a game where the Super Bowl champions are playing, and the story is about her. Mm.
4: Yeah, I, look, I don't. Look, Izzy, I, I think that um, that that sports uh, entertainment industry has been happening for a long time. Um, mm. It's just that you've got Taylor Swift and Kelsey, you know, and Rick said it. One's a Super Bowl and one's a superstar, uh, mixing it together, and that's it makes news. I don't think it'll happen with everyone that gets together. You know, from a different, from a different, an e- e- entertainment industry and a sports and a sports star.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because I, I, you know, flipping it around, Ed Sheeran, right? Um, he's got a pretty big following. He is a part owner of Ipswich Town, who are in the championship. He's been a big fan, so he he sponsored in the last three years. He sponsored the front of his shirts. Goes to all the games when he's not on tour. And, uh, you know, you can get Ipswich Town Ed Sheeran shirts.
4: Well, Elton John was the first one, wasn't he? Elton John was the first one in our era when he bought Watford. When he bought Watford. So, um, you know, that that entertainment business. What's really interesting when you're saying that um, Patrick Mahomes wants to buy an NFL uh, franchise and then you've got Taylor Swift and Kelsey in that uh, arena, is does it attract the younger person back to watching sport? Because as we know, you know, it's a, most most young people—the only place they watch their sport is on an Xbox or a PlayStation.
3: Mm. Yeah. All the Swifties will definitely anything Taylor does, that will follow. Well, I see me. the shorts all she. Chiefs,
4: yeah, I saw the shorts she wore when the picture was taken had sold out that day. Wow. Mm.
0: That's influence. That's influence right there. Anyway, this is the NQB for breakfast. And It is Friday, and it is a massive, and my hair, massive, and my massive, massive weekend blonde. in sport. And you're here in Still Blonde, so is mine. <laughs> but it is a massive weekend of sport. We've got Rugby World Cup semi finals, NPC final on as well. We've got Rugby League tests at Eden Park. Uh, we've got UFC happening. We've got the Cricket World Cup Sunday night. The girls won the
4: netball last night.
0: New Zealand play India. In the uh, Cricket World Cup, the two unbeaten teams that's Sunday night. You're right. On Sunday, also, the deciding game, the fourth and final game of the Constellation Cup is on. So it is a massive, massive weekend. Of we sport, got the boys. Black
3: Ferns taking on France on Saturday night at 7 pm at Sky City uh, Sky Stadium in Wellington. That's going to be an absolute doozy. Ruby Tui's back for the first time since that World Cup as well, lads. So, first well, time. The one I'm know, looking forward
4: to is test. Taranaki lifting the MPC shield. <laughs>
3: Uh, we have to wait and see. Two o'clock Saturday. You said it, Rick Dog. It is going to be an absolute doozy on Saturday, and DJ Tim is up and he's fizzing because it is a weekend of sport. And we're going to sit down, post that result on Saturday, and talk about it more. I know you got a Who Am I clue, so I'll let you get to that before we get into it, Rick Dog. Yeah, well, coming up on the
0: show, Victor Vito. We're going, to get, we're going to catch up with him probably around six thirty or so. Uh, he's in France. We'll see what the vibe is like now that the hosts are out and we'll get his take on the big game this weekend between the All Blacks and Argentina. Also, Mara and Haggy, he's uh, the coach of the New Zealand University's rugby league team. They are hosting the Aussies at the moment. They played last night, lost that one in Rotorua. Uh, they've got two more games. They're going to play in, I think it's three games in six days of rugby league. So that is going to be uh, intense. We'll catch up with him and see how that go, how, how that went. And Willie Poching, he was one of the original Warriors in 1995. He's part of the Samoan coaching setup as well. He was coaching in Super League earlier this year. We'll catch up with uh, Willie after eight and see what his plans for the future are, and get his take on this weekend's rugby league as well. It is also roll call time, so text us now double eight double three double eight double three. Let us know where you are, where you're listening, and what you're up to while you're listening as well. It is roll call for SENZ double eight double three. Here is that. Who am I? Clue number one. For a $100 Adidas Golf voucher, get away with Adidas Golf. Visit adidas.co.nz slash getawaywithgolf. T's and C's apply. I played 71 games for the Warriors Got it. over two stints. I played 71 games for the Warriors over two stints. That is the clue, double mm-hmm. eight, double three, if you know the answer to that one.
3: Have you got it? Is Nah, I'm struggling. I'm struggling Kimpi because you're giving me nothing. I asked you for another clue on the WhatsApp and you came back with absolutely zero. Wow. Well, so they... you been
0: mean? And I'll figure it out. Well I haven't told Kempy what it is, so I don't even know if he does got it.
3: Nah, probably not, mate. We know how Kempy goes, mate. He just
0: Yeah, yeah, no, he does have it. He does have it. <laughs> I thought he was I thought he was giving me the fingers there for a minute, but no, he it's sign language, so no no, yeah. I've I'd, got it. Oh you've got <laughs> it
3: now. Got it. He's got it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got it now. All well, right. you think I can't see your fingers, Kim? <laughs> there you go, like that, like that. Is he? There you go. Here's your clue, buddy.
0: Here's your clue. Uh right, so <laughs> double eight, double three. if you know the answer to that, $100 Adidas golf voucher up for grabs. All right, lads, let's get into the triple threat.
5: Round one, Five.
0: How politically aware were you as a player? Now, I remember Josh Kronfeld. You know, he had the no nukes thing on his headgear. When they played France, just recently, uh, El Ghazi's a player that um, Amir Al Ghazi was playing in the Premier League. He's now playing in Germany. And he's been suspended by his club in the Bundesliga Mines, And there's been another player whose name I can't remember off the top of my head who's been suspended in France, who plays for Nice in their top division, for posting on Twitter pro-Palestinian tweets. So uh, my question for you boys is how politically aware were you when you were running around playing, did you ever make a statement of any sort,
4: Kempy? No, no, not at all. Um, I, you know, well, I, I was out of the country for 14 years. So, you know, the, the Prime Ministers and that of Australia and, and, and the UK was really the polit- political side of things that I saw. Um, you know, Westminster and Canberra. Um, we knew more about it over there in Australia and, and England that I did... Uh, back here in New Zealand until I got back and, and started coaching in, in the year two thousand and one. So, mate, um, statements and all that, not at all. Um, but, but now very aware of uh, what's going on and that, on that political landscape, and uh, that much so that I sit there with my kids and and give them my take on where things are at, so that they when they go out and vote, voted last week, they went out and made a, a more of an educated vote as a young person.
3: Well, what about you, is Mm, I'm not very aware at all, really, when I uh, come out and, and ruined and <laughs> really got fined $20,000 on voting day, when I nearly was, was set for, seen as persuading votes. Um, but I, I was always aware of what was going on around the world and what was going on around maybe our country, but I never wanted to take it into my own hands and, and put something out there and and make a, a stand and, and a even to today, you know, look, I know what's going on and some of the stuff around the world is pretty horrible, even in our own country, but, um, you know, I just keep it keep it tight-lipped, keep it close and maybe share it to a select few, but, yeah, I don't try and get too caught up in, in the politics side, side of things, you know. This is sport and I know we have an influence, but, uh, yeah, for me, I just like to leave it all on the field.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. All right, let's uh, crack on. Round two. UFC or boxing? Mm. Uh, Izzy, where are you on this? Uh, have you got a preference? If if, you've, if there's a I don't know a Joe Parker fight on one channel and then there's a UFC title fight
3: on the other, which which would you choosing? Ah, oh, yeah, it's a t- I, I actually like UFC. To be honest, at the moment, I, I and I hope it doesn't go down the the circus line, uh, which is probably going to head to with lining up with WWE. But I hope not. It's I, I think UFC because you've got at least four or five. Oh awesome fights on the card. Mm. Whereas in boxing, you're buying a pre- uh, pay-per-view for the main gig, the main fight, which is what everyone wants to see. But whereas UFC, you get value for money. You've got five awesome fights. You look at Sunday's um, card, and obviously the Volkanovski's coming in late because of the withdrawal of uh, Charles Oliveira, and he takes on Islam Makahev. And then you've got the second ma- uh, matchup. you got Kumaru Usman taking on Kamzat Chimaev. And then you go down, you've got and Ankalev taking on Johnny Walker. Like, the card is absolutely stacked. So for me, I'll probably have to say UFC.
4: Kempi? Mm,
3: yeah.
4: uh, look, I've always, I've always been uh, a follower of boxing. You know, I'd sit down with the old man when, when the great Sugar Ray Leonard and uh, Hagler um, used to box Tommy Hearns. You know, you go back to Ali uh, Foreman, H- Frazier, those type of fights. And then Tyson came along against Berbic Trevor Berbic and won that fight. So I have sat through that whole um, realm of boxing when my old man was alive, you know. and yep. watched boxing and that was, you know, there's nothing like UFC back then. But I got to I got I got to say I'm I'm getting turned off boxing with this Logan Paul stuff. Um mm. This Conor McGregor rubbish that, you know, he thinks yeah. he can jump in, he can jump. If you know boxing, he'd never jump in a boxing ring with the likes of Canelo and, and, Canelo and compete. Canelo would destroy him. Canelo would absolutely wipe the floor with him, you know. So I would like to see boxing for purists and USC for purists. And as long as they're both, you know, not these celebrity fights. Um, you know, for instance, when McGregor was coming through the ranks, it was nothing better to watch him fight, Um that Abdo, was it was it, Abdo, wasn't it? No, what's the what's the guy that he knocked out in the first, like the first punch he threw?
0: Oh, yeah, 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 the um,
4: Aldo. And Aldo, never, never, ever been defeated. You know, comes out, he throws that punch. Like, that's what you want to watch. Um, but for me, you know, when you, I think, and I think at the moment, boxing, like if you get Fury fighting Joshua or, you know, he comes up against this one with. with um, Usyk. Usyk, like I'm looking forward to that. I, I actually am really looking forward to watching that. Yeah, same. Yeah, so um, at the moment, for me, I reckon it's fifty-fifty. If I don't mind watching the UFC card this week, and I don't mind watching the boxing, but back in the back in the day, you couldn't get anything better than a. I thought I thought the Marvin Hagler Tommy, Tommy Hearns fight was one of the best I've ever seen. <laughs> Charlie.
0: Charlie is, is is on fire this morning. If there's a Joe Parker fight on Channel 1 and grass growing on Channel 2, I'm tuning into Channel 2. <laughs> um, oh, sad, Charlie. Come on, Charlie. Where's the support? Where's the support? All right. Round three. We mentioned it at the top. Taylor Swift supporting the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, is she really or is she just supporting Travis Kelsey? Either way, that's the way it's looked. Now there's a whole bunch of people coming on who are Taylor Swift fans, who are all of a sudden Kansas City Chiefs fans. Who would it take from a point of view of a superstar supporting a team for you to then follow the team? Is is there anybody that you kind of look to and you go, whatever they do, you kind of go, oh, yeah, follow. that's interesting. I'll take take notice of what they're doing. So is there anybody that would influence you to that point?
3: Um... That's a good one, Kempi, I'll leave that to you. I'll, i I've to got make. someone in my mind from a sports point of view, but is that okay? Or do you, do you want a singer? Do you want an no, actor? no, no? That's uh, right. Like, the sports point of view. Anyone? Yeah, it could be anyone. Yeah. Um, I'll go Tom Brady. I'll, I'll chuck in Tom Brady. Um, if Tom Brady goes to another team, maybe an NFL team, potentially could do, but uh, and buys a franchise or, or whatever. You know, Tom Brady could convince me to go across and, and chuck in my support. Yeah. Um, Jay-Z, Jay-Z from an artist point of view, if Jay-Z went and bought a, another club, I don't know if he knows any, owns any clubs, but if he went to a club and uh, it was a club that I never supported, I'd probably follow Jay-Z. Yeah.
4: Oh, look, i, I got to say, you know, um, i got a different respect for Beckham after watching that. Um, David Beckham after watching Beckham on Netflix. Yeah. like I mean, totally, I've got him in a different light. Uh, in my head, so uh, he's at the front at the moment of any thoughts in and around sport and watching what he's doing next. Um, like getting Messi, you know, he's talking like he had Messi, but now he's talking about bringing someone else over um, to the uh, to the American League. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's just got his, his vision for things, I think, is,
5: mm.
4: you know, really... Really interesting if you haven't seen that that program yet. I don't know if your will watch you see it yet because you're Manchester United. Tragic. Um but you've got to watch it. And I you know, for me, I think David Beckham, if he if he went, Well, I'm gonna get into NFL or I'm gonna get into NBA, I'd go, Oh man, this would be interesting. I'm gonna follow that. All right then.
0: Okay. Well I'll tell you this much. Go shopping for a Brooklyn Nets singlet because Jay Z's yeah. a part owner of the Brooklyn Nets.
3: Uh, and yeah, I
0: yeah, and Tom Brady is part of the ownership group now. He's a minority owner, but a part of the ownership group of the Las Vegas Raiders. He's bought a stake in the Raiders. Ah. He lives. He's apparently he's lived in Vegas for a long time, so that mm. that that does that does make sense. So there you go. But was that is our triple threat for today nicely handled? Nicely handled. Coming up on the show, Victor Vito. Not too far away. Make sure you join the roll call. Let us know where you're listening, how you're listening, and what you're doing while you're doing it. Texas 8833. Need a new mobile plan? Visit Kogan Mobile. You're listening to Izzy and Kemby for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, keeping you healthy this spring. It is 6.27 on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. 0800-150-811 is our number. or double three. It is roll call time. S-E-N-Z roll call every Friday. Text us. Tell us where you are, how you're listening to us, and what you're doing while you're listening to us. And uh, we'll read those out as they come through. Uh, Kurt has texted through saying, I'm listening in the truck, doing the mahi, hoping for a weekend of treats. All Blacks by 25 plus is what Kurtie's got, which... uh, he, he's going, Big Chris is texted through with a bit of a gag for us. An Australian, an Irishman, a Welshman, a Scotsman, and a Frenchman walk into a bar. Normally there's a Kiwi too, but he's still at the World Cup. Oh, <laughs> oh mate. <laughs> Very good. Oh, love it. Love oh. it. And uh, Barry's texted through. He, he wants your advice, boys. Uh, this is out of my, my realm of expertise, so I'll throw it to you guys. What do you think about this boosted bet? Gold trip? Solkem and without a fight, top eight at four dollars fifty.
3: Oh yeah, so all to make top eight. Yeah, yeah. all of them make top eight without a, without the fights. The one that I'm a bit unsure of, but the, the other two, I definitely think they can make top eight. Yeah, I think without it's probably a good bet. I mean, I
4: think without a fight, top four. Wow! Really? Oh, there you
3: go.
0: Yeah. that's a great bit. Yeah, four fifty. Jump on, Barry. That's what. uh and you know what? I'm Be responsibly off. though. Be responsibly. R eighteen.
4: <laughs> hey, just um, just quickly, I forgot. I just want a big shout out to my Fano up north at um, uh, Haiti uh, Marangai Marai, um, who are up there. They've just uh, doing a, a naho up there, um, sitting on the land there because i have got a a guy up there called Peter Hay, I think his name, who's going in and trying to bulldoze over our wahitapu, which is um, where all, our people's old bones are up there. So there's um, a lot of our Fano travelling up there today, travel safe. Uh, a lot of them have been there for a couple of days, um, protecting our our beautiful piece of land up there in Whotofifi. Um So I just want to do a big shout out to them this morning. I know everyone's up nice and early, had karakia, uh, and sitting down there in front of the bay, um, looking out there uh, for, our, for our old bones. And, uh, yeah, just a, a big shout-out to everyone um, who's sitting and listening to the show this morning.
0: Good stuff, Ken Pete, good stuff. And it's coming up, Papa Six. Victor Vito is going to join us shortly out of France. We'll get his take on the vibe around France now that the French... I, suppose, I don't know if you can say gone home, considering they're hosting it, but the French are no longer in the World Cup. We'll talk mm-hmm. to him about that and get his take on the semi-finals this weekend as well. Right now, though, it is time to catch up with Aroha for the latest in news. Thanks to Kubota. Kubota's in-stock catalogue is out now. It's 28 away from 7 o'clock here on Izzy and Kempe for Breakfast Power, your business with Bunnings Trade Power Pass. Just quickly on um, Sports News Headlines, because we've got uh, Vic Devito ready to rock and roll. Steve Borthwick's made three changes to his England team, Joe Marler and George Martin, coming off the bench to replace Alice Genge and Ollie Chisholm, who go to the bench while Freddie Stewart is at fullback. With Marcus Smith failing HIA protocols, England's opponents South Africa have decided to stick to a winning formula and have named an unchanged team for the quarter-final. Ruby Tui returns to the Blackferns after a seven sabbatical as well, so she'll take to the field against the French this weekend. Uh, One of just two changes to the team that beat Aussie in the O'Reilly Cup in September, Renee Holmes also in the team, starting at fullback returning from injury. And Boris Becker, he's out of jail and he's back coaching already, he's taken over uh, world number six, Holger Rune the Danish player, he's taken over coaching him after being uh, declared bankrupt and done I think for tax fraud as why he was in jail, so there you go, but he's back out, he's got some coin, and no doubt the Man will be tapping him on the shoulder and asking for some more of that. Uh, trades and Builders power your business with Bunnings Trade Power Pass. Those are sports news headlines. But we are going to head up to a man who's very, very busy on a cruise, I understand, with
3: 550 <laughs> All Blacks fans. Jeez. Must be nice.
6: Must be oh, bro. nice, Victor Vito. Yeah, it's not too bad always, mate. It's, uh, <laughs> bro, it's good. It's been... Just after the weekend game, bro, just to see the influx of Kiwi fans, just like, man, you know, the mood would have been hella different if that result didn't uh, four points or five points the other way. So, uh, man, it's just so good to have everyone here, and uh, looking forward to the semi.
3: Mate, what's the vibe like, uh, Victor? Obviously, France are out, Ireland are out. You know, the Kiwis are, are heading in full force, but is it the opposite effect for in terms of French supporters? How are they all bloody coping
6: with this early exit? Yeah, it's um, pretty pretty bleak, to be fair. I mean, you know, luckily they're French and they quickly grab the wines and they say, you know, c'est la vie, but I know they're pretty <laughs> gutted, you know. Like, one of their, um, one of their big uh, hashtags of this whole campaign was um, unite en Rêve, which is like uh, means United for a Dream. As you can hear, they're trying to round up all the rowdy Kiwis into the bus at the moment. <laughs> uh, bro, um, but, yeah, no, the, the French is a gutted man. Like, I was talking to a couple of their players and they just finished their Mad Monday, but, man, they... They don't know what happened. I mean, obviously, you know, you can do the analysis and that all you like, but they were really wanting to to make this a good go of it. But uh, you know, that's that's just the way World Cup rugby goes, as we know. We felt the same sort mm-hmm. of uh, thing when we got knocked out in the semi against England after a good game against the Irish, uh, 2019. So you know, um. It's just the way it goes, and I'm just hoping our boys can uh, freaking go all the way. Go
4: all the way. We're, yeah. all, we're all hoping that it cost me my hair, um, Victor, because uh, is he throwing me yeah, out under the mad, bus. <laughs> hey, um, <laughs> just with that mood up there, Vic, is it like? Because I'm I'm wondering whether or not the French are still going to support it. Are we Are we comfortable that you know the All Blacks are going to get a full stadium,
6: mate? I think they still will. Um, at the end of the day, like the All Black legacy here is massive. Like. I think NZR Plus have just recently started doing like a series on the New Zealand-France rivalry, but mate, they've been playing that no, stuff since I arrived not here not six not years not ago, not even not before not I was not here. Not so, you know, the not respect not they have for the All Blacks, if anything, they said to me, look, as long not as not the All Blacks are there, we've at least got really a second team. Yet, so that's obviously going right. to be their team of choice now that the French aren't there. So we're going to have heaps of support and having an All Black jersey around here in France is probably, it just opens up so many doors as well because they know that they've got one team that's still in it and that's us. Victor, you you've been in the group, man. You you've had
3: a training run with them. I saw the footage coming out. It was pretty <laughs> tough on the old old bones. But mate, you got an inside What's the feeling like within that group? What did you, you notice?
6: Mate, I just look. I mean, some you know what it's like. Is sometimes some trainings mm. don't go as perfectly as you want. But sometimes that's exactly what you need to keep you on the edge. Just so you know, because you get a perfect training right and then you go into the weekend thinking everything's, you know, everything's shit hot, and then you get to the game and that's when you get knocked on the nose and you start asking questions. But I know these guys are really accountable. They've got a really massive belief in themselves, and they're just sticking really, really tight. Because as you know, they've, you know, they've had, you know, certain guys have had to dye their hair blonde because people weren't believing in them. So, <laughs> so but I mean. Nah, but, you know, but that's all part of parcel of being an All Black. But at the same time, I know that, man, they really believe in what they want to do and um, they've really put their feet back on the ground. And all I had lunch today you know, with Adi you know, and, uh, and Mark and they're you know, like, say, they're... Very aware of the threat that the Argies pose, but at the same time, very much uh, believing in what they what they can do and what they're about.
4: Yeah, you, you know that's like Victor, team player, a eh? team player. I, I'm supporting Rick Dog here with the blonde hair, just, just so that he can keep coming coming to work, and uh, we'll be on the All Blacks this weekend against the Argies. <laughs> hey, look, everyone's thinking that they just walk through the Argentinians. What, what's your thoughts on the Argentinians and and uh, what they'll bring to the semi final on the weekend?
6: Well, I think at the end of the day. Th- Obviously, punters, you know, they they're gonna look at the way Wales they played against Wales, and then they're gonna look at the way we played against Ireland, two different teams. But if there's anything you know as an All Black, you, that's that RG team that played them is not gonna be the RG team that plays us. It's gonna be the best RG team we've ever played, and so we need to respect the process and be the best All Blacks team we've ever been. And so that's the that's the challenge when you've got to do back-to-back games, um, especially after such a big game against Ireland. And I, I know that if we respect that process, which I know the boys are. There should be there should be a decent a decent win, but at the same time, you know, RG, they've got threats all over the place and they've beaten us before. But I know if there's if there's anything we've got, it's a bit of a chip on our shoulder about the fact that they've, they beat us at home. So I think it's not often as at All like you get to have that chip on your shoulder. So I think having that on our shoulder and just just there's something that's going to reset us. With you know, if we get to score a try, it won't be oh now we're home and host. So we're going to just reset and hopefully go again, kind of like an Italy mindset, hopefully.
3: Victor, you've played RG plenty of times. what sort of threat do they bring to to the field when when you're placing them? Like emotionally, how do you get up? You know, what what do you have to put through through the week and what will they bring on Saturday?
6: Oh bro, you've you'd you know you've done the same, bro. I think you just know that you've got to absorb that fire if and if anything, just stay calm and trust your processes and if anything we've got to make sure we're up for the physical side of it. You know, they've got a big front row, they've got Obviously, off the back of the scrum, they've got Fakundaisa as well, who's in a really massive part of their game. He gets their go-forward going for them. Um, and so, you know, just got to make sure that we're physically up for the battle. And once you can sort of douse that by fronting up and knocking them on the nose too, like they'll, they'll start asking some questions if we're, you know, if we're starting to really smoke, like smack them backwards, come up with our defensive pressure, and then also uh, detonating some of those highballs that I know they're going to try and put on us.
0: Victor, we know that uh, you know uh, you played a played a bit of footy with Jerry Collins, who, who didn't mind the old uh, the blonde tips, mate. Were you ever uh, were you ever you know, tempted to go that way yourself? <laughs>
6: <laughs> Early in high school, but then I went to a private school and they made me get it out of my head. <laughs> hey,
4: hey, Vi- hey, Victor, when you're when you're um, watching the All Blacks go through the the first first few games, they make it to the quarterfinals. They play that game against Ireland. What part of their game really surprised you?
6: We'll um if, also, if, if anything game, I think just mainly for that quarter I think the way we let Ireland play in front of us and just sort of herded them to the side um I thought that we might try and come up and cut them off that's kind of what I've experienced with lower shown how to beat like you know the Irish teams especially when it's Johnny sexton lead and all the rest of it but the fact that we just trusted our legs and we trusted our systems I you know we let them sort of get around us a little bit but we, it was always contained and that probably surprised me because I thought if we let them get that far, it would be pretty it'll be pretty hard to contain. But mate, we just tackle up the tackle, thirty six phases obviously in their last four minutes or whatever it was, and mate, the boys would just suffer So it didn't surprise me in terms of the heart, but in terms of the strategic uh, way they, they approached it and it just was able to finish them off. Look, I just I loved it from right from the get go. Victor,
3: just quickly before we let you go, mate. I know you're probably getting told to get off that boat. I can hear the announcer in the background, mate. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, uh, I've got no bus now, but lunch that's all with- good, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. You're making plenty over there. Just get an Uber. Oh yeah, mate. Just, just talk about um, Ardi Ardi Savia. You had lunch with him today, and obviously Mark Talia. L- l- what What is it about Ardi that, that you know? You get you know him closer than anyone else. That w- has ability to play so consistently. He has been juggled throughout that back row. What is it about him, mate? That it gives him the Tools and the motivation to do what he does week in week out.
6: I think, um, mate, he's he plays for his family. He's got he's got a massive heart, you know. Like he just, as, and you can see that in everything he does. Like everything he does is at one hundred and fifty percent, you know. Like he doesn't doesn't ever die wondering, you know. And I think um, he loves his balance in his life as well. Like he does his work, works really really hard, but he wants to get it done quickly so that he can balance it out with time with family, time with friends go and catch up with someone else or just go do something you know get his mind out of the game and i think it's that that ability to approach it with balance and not put everything on the line that actually lets him be free when he's on the field you know you know what it's like you put too much pressure on something and then you just end up knocking the ball on or you somehow don't know how to take a high ball all of a sudden it's but he just takes it all on his stride and i think he handles the pressure really well i guess yeah, he's bloody playing with
3: absolute class at the moment. It's so good to see that uh, back row group going so well. Shannon Frizzell alongside Sammy Kane. Hey, Victor, just, just quickly, you, you've played in France. You know the French mentality is... Like, when you think of this early exit from France and also Ireland, there was a lot of conversations. They are the best teams in the world for a reason. They've been consistent, but this World Cup is a different hurdle. Do you feel like that hurdle or that monkey has got bigger and bigger, and do you see them overcoming that?
6: Um, yeah, I, I definitely think for the Irish potentially that their monkey's gone bigger because it seems to be just some sort of who do they have at quarterfinal stage. Um, but I think uh, the French, they you know at the end of the day they know they were beaten and they know that they have a pretty sacred bunch of guys still coming through. You know they've still got under twenties guys that have been winning World Cups coming through as well. So as much yeah. as this one hurts they're definitely they're definitely going to be realistic about it no they've still got dupont potentially for the next one a few other younger guys coming through like they they should be hopefully trying to make another push and i think this pain that they're feeling you know sometimes you got to get that close and mate these guys is the first time they've, they've felt it and hope i think that potentially they need to obviously use it in their favor i don't think they, they're seeing it as a monkey necessarily we've got a whole bunch of french supporters now if anything
0: before we let you go, Victor, who are we going to play in the final if we get past Argentina? Because Joel Stransky has said he will fall over backwards if it's not All Black Springboks.
6: <laughs> yeah, I'm, mate, I I think it should be South Africa. I mean, the way if they can back up, uh, you know, eighty five percent of the game that they they put out there against the French, I think they just might have too much power and too much experience. You know, you can tell they were pretty thought out in some of their processes. You know, taking a taking a um, Uh, ball in the 22 and then calling for a scrum, you know, instead of trying to kick it out. They've obviously thought through their game. They know exactly what their strengths are and, you know, defending world champions, like, uh, you're always going to give it to them to, to try and make it into the final against us if we're lucky enough to be there as well.
0: Good stuff, Victor. We'll let you go, mate. Enjoy the rest of your day. and uh, Cheers, Vivi.
6: We'll, we'll catch up with you
0: again soon, mate. Enjoy Cheers, the weekend. Brother. Cheers, boys. Cheers, bro. boys. Cheers, bro. Cheers. Enjoy the game. See you. It is uh, quarter to seven here on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Keep those texts rolling through. Double eight, double three SENZ roll call and your predictions for the weekend.
4: What is it, 6.49 and 45 seconds, is he? So I'm onto it today. <laughs> I know you're up there laughing, thinking, man, I hope he's ready for this. You can call us anytime, 0800-150811 or double eight double three on our temper bed text machine, because now you can find a thoroughbred race day at events.loveracing.nz. And uh, we're going to just talk a little bit about racing this weekend, and I'm going to throw you a couple which I haven't done for a while because I think it's a, another really good race um, weekend in racing. Uh, we go. Let's have a look. Let's go to uh, Tarapa first up. Johnny Johnny in the eighth race of the day, the Swinney Stakes, the Group Three for uh, Tim and Margaret Carter. I think is a pretty good bet, especially with the race of Rotorua last week being abandoned and got, got an extra week up his sleeve to prepare for this race. It, it sounds like he's a little bit fresh, but. Th- he does go good fresh. Uh, he's at three three bucks, opened at three twenty. dollars uh, He's at $3.00. Some good horses in that uh, race, tight line, pack rock Rockstar, Rodini. Um, and you've got Habana too for War- for Warren Kennedy riding Lance Noble's um, horse there. It should be in and around the money there, but Johnny Johnny and that. In the pre- previous race, the race seven, the James and Annie uh, Sarton Memorial, I can't see anyone getting next to Chris um, it opened at a dollar seventy five. It's into a dollar sixty. So if you're looking for something to anchor, it's got a picket fence at the moment. Warwick Kennedy's on it for Walker and um, Tata. So have a look at that at Tarapa. If we go back and have a look at Wellington Race Eight on Saturday, in at Trentham, um, look, I think, I think. You probably could say that Lisa Ladd is on a bit of a heater this year in the big races, and the the G Hickton Funeral Directors Thompsons Group Three, Ballardo Boy with Jonathan Riddell might be um, too good for them in that race. Uh, so have a have a little bit of a tipple. Those are the races that we've got in New Zealand. Of course, if you head to Australia on Saturday, uh, the big one in Caulfield. If you look at race number nine and and have a look at the betting, uh, was that race the Caulfield Cup is race nine, isn't it? Hang on, I'm just going to go back here because I'm in race eight on the Caulfield Cup. Let's have a look. We've got Sulkham, um in there along with uh, Francisco Gardi. I, I, I heard a few people saying that they don't mind that one. Gold trip, Solcom without a fight, top eight. Uh, boosted at $4.50. We had a text to come in this morning. I actually think that's really good money is. I think if you have a look at... Uh, that boosted odds on the TAB. I think the TAB may have that one right, actually. And um, I'm going to have a look at that because I think you won't get any better uh, at, at, at Caulfield in race uh, number eight. If you go back one race to race number seven, of course, uh, the great Skew for Opie Bossom, is back running. And uh, it's open at $5. It's already into $4.20. I thought Skew whiff was a really good place bet when it didn't jump. Uh, last start but they've got it all good in the gates again and that should go um, too good for them there in Caulfield so skew in the Caulfield Cup I think the boosted odds um, where you're taking Sulcum without a fight and of course uh, Gold Trip I think Gold Trip the way that it won last time it's got to be in there or thereabouts. so a few horses for you to have a look at over the weekend uh, that's our Love Racing update grab your mates and get on course visit events.loveracing.nz to find a race day near you
0: you go. Coming up seven away from seven o'clock after seven. Uh, Kez, Captain K, he is not with us today, but he is in studio to talk Nepal because the Silver Ferns got up over the Aussie Diamonds. Uh, we'll do that shortly. We'll get to your texts as well. It is roll call time. Where are you listening? What are you doing? Tell us, double eight, double three. We'll do that next. It's a couple of minutes away from seven o'clock here on SCNZ Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. It is roll call time, so keep your texts rolling through double eight, double three. Morena boys, Hawks Bay anniversary day today, so I'm fishing at Ma here. Go the mighty magpie. Sadded What's the waves Marshy. like,
4: mate? What's the waves like, Marshy? There's a yeah. surf pumping, apparently. It's pumping out west yesterday.
0: Yeah, we'll have to see how that goes. Uh, let us know, Marshy, on that one. Uh, we've also got a few entries coming through. Uh, for Who Am I and that $100 Adidas golf gift voucher. We'll get uh, some more clues for you throughout the show. Uh, There's also uh, listening on the app Was walking through Whedon's golf course. That's Ash from Whedon. Thanks for your text, Ash. And wagging mahi to do a bunch of training. Two weeks till we all head down to Iron Mouldy Napier. How's your training going, boys? Yeah, Uh, I'm great. Yeah, good, uh, good mo last night. Thank you, Ferns. Patty Mahomes' wife is also part owner of the Kansas City Women's MLS soccer team, Major League Soccer team. So he'll be serious about what he's saying. Mm. He might want to get a share in Faro as well. Do you reckon, <laughs> Brady? you reckon he'll take some of that coin, eh? is Araha with the latest in news for you. Thanks to Kubota. Kubota's spring catalogue is out now. Good morning. It is four past seven here on SENZ. Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Yeah, the Rolling Stones new album. Mate, ha- on fire. Hackney Diamonds is the new album. It is out October 20, and uh, the Rolling Stones have done something that I don't think ever been done before. They have got sponsorship of the front of the Barcelona shirt for the El Clasico against Real Madrid this weekend to celebrate the uh, release of that album. How good. That's what happens when you have... Money. It is trading's <laughs> hour with night and day. Start your morning with a hell of a coffee. Ask, from he? Yeah, exactly. For just $4.50 at your local night and day. Coming up on the show, uh, we're going to talk some rugby league. Willie Poaching after eight. Good bloke. Yeah, real good bloke. One of the original 95 Warriors. But also, Marin Haggy is going to join us as well. He's the coach of the New Zealand Universities team. We're in the middle of a series, three matches in six days against the Aussie Universities. He's going to join us around 7.40. Uh, we've already talked to Victor Vito today, which kind of did throw things for us, because he was supposed to be at 7, but we messed up our clocks. But we have got a special guest. Uh, I'll introduce him in a moment to talk uh, shortly. Uh, but we do have a $100 Adidas gift voucher up for grabs. Get away with Adidas Golf. Visit adidas.co.nz. Get away with golf. T's and C's apply. Clue number two. I scored 19 tries for the Kiwis. I scored 19 tries for for the Kiwis, we go. Clue number one got was it. Oh, have you got it now? Have <laughs> you? Oh, what a surprise! Um, <laughs> the first clue was uh, I played seventy-one games for the Warriors over two stints. Okay, so double eight, double three. If you know the answer, text it through to us. As I mentioned, big guest in the in the studio uh, for the start of seven o'clock. He is normally in the kitchen, but now he's in the big house. So big, he's even wearing his sunglasses in the studio. Captain <laughs> K,
2: Karen Bingham, good morning, how are you? Yes, I'm very well, boys. Uh, I was expecting a sleep-in today, but look, I've had to, had to come off, got the promotion. But uh, look, I'll just <laughs> set the scene for you, Izzy. You're not here. You're, you're in your Christchurch studio. Out the front of the studio, there's a massive sign saying, please enter with caution if you do wish to enter this booth please wear some form of eye protection because the bleach in Tony Kemp's here. <laughs> my word, my eyes are stinging and that's not from being awake so early. No, nah, good morning, boys. I'll take these off. Kimpy. it's so annoying how good he looks. But anyway, one know. thing that was looking better, <clears throat> the Silver Ferns, how good to be back in the yeah. winner's circle. Oh, wee. Mate,
0: that, was a, that was a game that went to and fro and to and fro. I mean, I was, mm. I was looking at it. and It was like, I think the Aussies went, in the second quarter went on a run of seven goals in a row and I'm like, oh, here we go again. But then the Silver Ferns put nine together in a row. It was like it was just back and forth. It was you know, uh I don't think I've seen a game like it between
2: those two teams that it swung as heavily as that. It's it's it was genuinely a back and forth game, but it was one of those games that until probably the fourth quarter you had no idea who was going to win because you're so right, Rick. It was literally swings and roundabouts for these two teams. Uh, the the Diamonds would go up seven, and I'd think, "Here we go, we're going to bed. We haven't scored in five minutes' time." And then all of a sudden, we string three or four goals together. The the lead for Aussies back to two. They hit the panic button. New Zealand go on a run of nine. You know, so it was it was one of those back and forth games that that you really do want to be watching because, you know, it's sort of, you get you get all of the emotions of thinking, oh, no, here's a blowout for the Australians, and then you go, my, my, hang on, the silver firms could win by five here, and then they claw it back and, and go into that fourth quarter, which was a, a genuine battle. It's it's what you want those three quarters to set up for in, in international netball, no matter who you're a fan of. Grace Nowicki, cares 34-36. Yes. Uh,
3: she obviously saw glimpses in Test 2. Test 3 at the Robin Broughton Arena in Invercargill mate, were you impressed with her?
2: So impressed with her, um, she's, I, th- I think she's still got a long way to go in terms of her recovery and, and really just uh, solidifying herself again in the black dress it wasn't actually all that long ago that we, that we saw her, it was only at the World Cup which was, well we had a few months ago but, but jeepers it feels like quite a long mm-hmm. time and when you compare that to how many games the Ferns have played in between it really seems like we started to hit rock bottom and when Grace came on last week in, in that second game when we were still in Australia it just sort of to it just sort of happened to unlock everything out on the court and we saw the mid quarters like Mila Reilly Buchanan, these these players that weren't necessarily in and around the World Cup squad and haven't played so much with Grace but as soon as she came on it was like we can see again, you know and and lightning quick balls go straight back into where we're used to seeing that uh, and, and it was just refreshing to see what it is but I, I think Grace has got a long way to go in terms of uh, adjusting with these mid quarters and, and I feel like every six months when I come on the show to talk about netball I say we've got a new midcourt in the Silver Ferns but that's just the way that, that the cookie's rumbling at the minute. Gina Crampton's taken a, another sabbatical uh, to go over and spend time with, with Fussie, who partner up in New York, he's playing for rugby uh, over there and uh, we've got a few other midcourters that are just sort of missing out on action right now. So it's a brand new midcourt trying to adjust to Grace Wecky. Grace Wecky disappears you know, and then we get this Amelia Wormsley who people are saying uh, is a carbon copy of Grace Wecky I'm just not sure that she is. She's She's got complete a, different style. More of an skills. Irene, isn't she? You're right, and she she is. She's got uh, Grace. The thing with Grace is that Grace can jump, and and being six three, you don't ne- really need to necessarily jump in netball. But what what Grace does is just really brings another level of confidence to the ferns, and and it was so refreshing to see that last night.
4: Yeah, it, it was. Uh, do you think the rivalry between Australia and New Zealand is probably in netball the the best it's ever been? And how much did the the Robin Broughton? Um, I guess the recon, recognis- uh, recognition of Robin Borton, who passed away in September play in that win last night because
2: it was pretty special. I'll start I'll start with the question about Rob because Rob was so special to, to not only netball in New Zealand but netball across the world and we've got a lot of Kiwis just similar to rugby boys a lot of Kiwis that go overseas to win to England or, or to another country like in Jamaica and etc. Robbie's going to live forever in netball. The, 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 the way that she evolved the game especially down there in the south and we know how passionate Southland fans are uh, Surrounding netball, and and she's really uh, uh, touched so many players' hearts, especially these these players that you know we're seeing are uh, going overseas and and sort of uh, releasing all of Robbie's secrets out to the world and, and enhancing the world of netball. But these players definitely would have risen to that occasion. Uh, it was it was spine tingling. I mean, I was only at home, but watching the uh, tribute to Robbie when they were all lining up, Jeep, it got my. Uh, tears watering yeah. and I never met her you know but that just shows how much of an impact she's had on the netball world and and when you get uh, the, the special occasion to, to pay tribute to someone, someone as special who has touched your heart you know who has helped the ones come up before you who have now helped you go on it's, it's a really beautiful thing and you can see it out there a few players trying to hold it back and and then once they come out on court it was actually the Ferns who got the hot start so I think that did play a long way in the build up and, and if there's one team who really takes those things on board it is Silver the Ferns In terms of your Constellation Cup question can be, I don't think it's the, the best it's ever been. Mm. Uh, and, and I say that because I think the, the two teams are constantly evolving, right? But w- what what I grew up on watching the Constellation Cup was New Zealand and Australia are your dominant forces, right? And they're going head to head. But what I'm seeing now is, is, especially around world netball, there are so many teams that, that can come up, and we've seen it, that can beat us. And that can beat Australia. I know they've had their hot run, but I think in, until we get cemented again as those one and two Uh, countries uh, undisputed that's when we'll see the best of the best out of the Constellation Cup
3: Well you think you know the best of the best here Kez well best on the court last night was Kelly Jury 9 deflections and 2 intercepts mate uh, she's been consistently good over the last couple of years, hasn't she?
2: She has. She is just phenomenal. She's won the ANZ Premiership MVP two times in the last three years. She's just, she just plays out of her skin, but she's one of those players that if she's not getting deflection, she's not getting tips, you don't really notice her. But that, that just shows the quality of her. She's like, uh, this is going to freak you out probably, Ricardo, because this is how I try and explain a Kelly jury to, to football fans. All right. Mm-hmm. Kelly jury to me is like Messi. All right? and wow. it's in the way that she scans the court it's not what she necessarily does on the ball because she can't dribble the netball obviously, right. but yeah. it's it's the way that Kelly uses her eyes. And she is so deceptive. When she's got a holding shooter up against her, like uh, like we saw uh, last night against Australia, she's able to to go around and cover Phoenix Karaka and cover the wing defence position, but also be able to recover on a shooter. And mm. you sort of sit there, and I had to rewind Kelly Jury quite a few times and just watch, how on earth has she done that? She's one of the most underrated defenders, mm. I think, in the world. Um, but, but dagger I'll tell you what, this is a little bit nerdy of me, but during the Ferns game, I like to break down the quarter by quarter, all right? And in first quarter, Kelly Jury was my MVP, undisputed. Quarter two, Tiana Matsudo was the uh, my MVP. Quarter three, this is a bit embarrassing, but I'm claiming Jamie Lee Price as my Ferns MVP, and then uh, quarter Should four the it was it was Kelly Jury. But <laughs> if I just look at this notebook here, dagger, I've just got Jury, 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 Jury six times, and I've only just like you know glazed over the page. So, but that's that's where I think uh, the, the Ferns definitely have their strong senses in their defensive circle. We saw Phoenix Karaka, um that constant. Netball World Cup pairing obviously fees the the new vice-captain off the Ferns, so exciting times for her. But I think that's sort of the one place where we where we need to really lock down that combination of whether it is uh, Kelly Jury or Phoenix Cardo because we've got these fantastic individuals that you chuck on, on any team in the world and they're starting, but just in the Silver Ferns team, we just can't seem to figure out who our best pairing is because we've got arguably four of the best defenders in the world. It's just who gels together two and two.
3: Kez, we've got 16 points points differential separating uh, Australia and New Zealand. We are 2-1 in this Constellation Cup. Can we head to Auckland and do the unthinkable
2: and win this game by 17? Yes. But will we? <laughs> Probably not. Let's just be real. Um, it's sixteen goals. It's a huge, huge lead to get. And 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 going off what we've seen with with this Diamonds team over the past uh, three games, is that they don't give up. And you know, like I thought, boys, look the 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 run that the Fords went on in that second quarter, going on a nine goal in a row run. I think that sort of shows you know, uh, how strong Australia are to fight back from that and take the lead once again uh, only to lose it. But look, I, I think it's going to be close again. I-, I think the Ferns can definitely win. Playing in New Zealand has just got such a special uh, feel to-, to both of these teams. And we saw it last year in the Constellation Cup. We won both the New Zealand legs, went over to Australia and lost both of those. So it could be a little Uno reverse card. We lose the two Aussie games. We come here and we beat them in two. But I- I- look, Dagger, I think we take this as a win. Uh, genuinely You know it's, it's Australia Who are in arguably Some of the best form They've ever been in they're, they're the, They are go around With their Thanos What do you call it Infinity gauntlet yeah. Taking all the stones out, out of the world So, Well, well uh, here's, here's,
4: here's something For you kids, Just to give you A little bit of faith Because it has Been done before um, When the Kiwis Went out in Carl Park When they'd lost The first two, two games By They got robbed In the second test With a forward pass From Gary Jack To John Rebo They should have won That one at Carl Park and They came out They won 18 nil In the last test at Carlow Park,
2: say so it can be done. So you get one goal, one, one point per goal in netball, and you get four <laughs> in rugby league. So it's a little bit easier. I'll just yeah, I'll but you're say gonna to you've got to run through and get
4: smashed in rugby league.
2: And you've got to get the ball so down the other end get of the four court. four points. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, of course. Yeah. Look, I'm not saying it's not possible. I literally started with yes, me, so I don't feel like, no, well, you need to come out and take me out at the knees like your vintage move. But look, <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, look I said yes, we can do it. Will they do it? Look, flip a coin then, because Tony kept jeepers. Should we make another nah, bet? No, they then? won't, they <laughs> won't should, Is this an opportunity points. to make another bet? <laughs> yes,
3: yeah, so, do it. Do it. 16 points on the netball court is a hell of a lot, particularly against the... The diamonds. I cannot see that happening. Bro. Are you going to take 16, um, mate? Awesome. Uh, if no, they I'm if not. they do
2: it, I'll, I'll go even blonder than Kimpy. <laughs> wow. Oh. Yeah, if they do it, clip that,
3: Kempe, If they do it, I'll shave my head off, and. I will pierce my nose.
0: Okay, good. Double good. trouble. Come, Come on, on, the silver
4: thirds. <laughs> um,
3: Come on.
4: But yeah. if they do, don't. Oh, here we go. Kez, Kez is in this one, not me.
2: No, no. Sorry, you me and Dagger are team dinner. on this one. Yeah, oh, You've got to cook me,
3: Dilla.
4: Okay.
3: Anyway, anyway, Kez, just it's quickly. me. It's a punishment Australian for Dagger <laughs> as well. Sorry, here <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, we go. Yeah, go, on, go on. It, is, it is. I've seen him cook. Sorry, Israel. Uh, the netball, the netball. Australian netball, they've going for their own situation at the moment. Um, Is that going to be resolved? And then a two-pronged question for you. Dame Loli Totua is signed till January. It's only a short extension. Mm. Will we see her going on?
2: Pass that. Oh, I love these double-pronged ones because I get to pick what one's easiest to answer first. I think I'll start with Australia, Digger. And I think this sort of just shows. Look how dominant Australia have been, the Diamonds. I mean, if you're just solely watching netball and you're not sort of following what's going on behind the scenes... You would have no idea uh, about how much trouble <laughs> Australian netball is in, you know? They, they just seem to put it all aside once they get out there on the court. And look, they, they had these same problems, Dagger, going into the World Cup. And I, I think I went on air and said, look, I think Australia's going to have a shocker because of all this outside noise, mm-hmm. and, you know, they don't know their future. What do they do? They sweep the whole tournament and win the World Cup. And then what do they do here? We're saying they're going to field a weak team, they've got no one under contract. I forgot that they still had their World Cup players under contract, yeah, okay. so it doesn't necessarily matter. And in terms of Dame Nolly and Totoa, i I think it will be her time in January. I think I think hence why we didn't see her extend for longer uh, period. But I think look, come January, we will have put all these series to bed. We'll have a little refresh, um, and I think she'll start to hand it off. and And look, I hope there's not a follow up of of who do you think it's going to be because I, I simply have absolutely no idea. And and yeah, full credit to Dame Knowles, and I think January will be it for her.
0: Yeah, I mean, Yvette McCausland-Jury would have been the obvious one, but she's kind of gone now and she's doing other things. Uh, on that, whose idea do you think it was for the contract to go in January? Because I wonder whether that was New Zealand netballs, particularly over the poor performance at the World Cup, played a second-string England team here, lost the first game of that one, been tailed up by roughly 10 points a game over in Aussie. I mean, this was a must-win game last night, wasn't it, for mm. Dame Knowles? Otherwise, I mean, it could it could have been written off after the series.
2: Yeah, I, uh, look, I, I think a lot of it would have, they, they definitely would have had uh, lengthy conversations between both uh, Dame Knowles and Netball New Zealand over her contract in January. I'm not 100% sure, so I'm just speculating when I say this, do take that in mind. But, look, I do think a lot of it would have been down to Dame Knowles and Taurua. And I think, look, I've sort of sensed for a wee while, and this is just myself personally I've sensed for a wee while that her time was coming to an end and that has absolutely nothing to do with the performance on court I think Dame and Totoa will stop coaching the Silver Ferns when she has not much more to offer them in terms of uh, you know skills out there on court where they need to be as players where they need to be as professionals is the most important one for me but I think Dame Knowles is sort of trying to Set, set both Netball New Zealand and herself up for the future, and and this this January contract. It was quite a weird one when I saw it because you're right; it is not a not a long amount of time at all. But I think she would just would have looked at this group of players, looked at this World Cup campaign. It's a very transitional time for the Silver Ferns. I've s- spoken so much about the players that haven't returned post-World Cup, didn't go to the World Cup, who retired at the end of the Premiership season. It's a very big transition period for the for the Silver Ferns. And I think if Dame Knowles was to, to resign or, or uh, leave at the end of her contract originally, I think she would have felt like she was doing this team wrong. And, and taking this young side especially just through a few few months underneath her, you know, under her wing. So the process of finding a new coach isn't so difficult because look, we, we can look at the recent form of the last eight games of the Silver Ferns and say, you know, is Dame Knowles up to it? Um, but but you just look at what she's been able to do and how she's been able to turn around the squad from from you know 2015 to to winning the 2019 World Cup. What, what Dame Knowles has done has been so special, and I think for her she's just looking at this group and and thinking it's time for for someone else to take on the challenge.
3: Hey, Kez, just quickly before we let you go, mate, um, what mark has she left on this group and compared to previous coaches like Ruth Aiken, Yvonne Willering, Lois Moore? Um, you are sorry, and uh, you know the coaching group that have been a part of the Silver Ferns?
2: It's a very special question that one Dagger and, and this has sort of been one of my favourite things about following the career, uh, especially with the Silver Ferns of Dame Noly and Totoa. she has taken so much from all of these coaches and, and she's implemented uh, her style initially once she got into the group but what she's done over the, the, the course of, of her Silver Ferns coaching career is she's really tried to lock in to, to what has made Silver Fern's team successful in the past and bringing in outsiders to come and offer their advice and sort of, I, I feel like Dame Knowles hasn't been a coach, she's been the world's greatest consultant. Yeah. You know, she just has a, she has a way where she's not like your regular coach in terms of drilling players, go run to this cone and back and go do this and that. She's really helped a lot of these players uh, grow uh, mentally. You know, And that's been her biggest impact on this group. Is, and when you look back at Dame Nolley and Toto's legacy, you can obviously say, yes, we won the World Cup with her. We've won X, we've won Y, we've won Z. But I think she... She's set up New Zealand uh, for the next for the next generation of netball, and it's just been really unfortunate that at the end of her tenure, a lot of these players have retired, and things may not have gone the way that she's wanted. But I think we will look back at Dame Dolly and Taurua, uh for, for many years to come, and, and hold her at the at the highest regards uh, alongside Absolute alongside legend. some of those coaches, Dagger. But all of them are legends in their right. I I could never rank them. Uh, all together but yeah it's, it's a very exciting time for the Silver Ferns and I'm sure the next coach is going to do if not more.
0: Oh, I tell you what, whoever's going to go in there and look after media and communications has got out of a job on their hands, surely. Wow. You wow. much for free. Uh, and that <laughs> was so good, Ken. Thank <laughs> you, <laughs> Love you, boys. Thank you. See, you. See you on Monday. See you Monday. 7.23 here on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Need a new mobile plan? Visit Kogan yes, Mobile. <laughs> Not you as well. Uh, Chemist Warehouse keeping you healthy this spring on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. And you know S-E-N-Z, it's Sissy and Kempi for breakfast. Sorry, boys. What the st- heck? I'll send, I'll send you that, dagger. I'll send you that. I thought I had a bit more time. Thought I thought you had a bit more time. It's hour here on S-E-N-Z. Get yourself out of a coffee and warm up. Starting at $4.50 at your local night and day. That's what happens when Kesa comes to the studio late, isn't it? Right? Throw, 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 a, throw a spatter. Throw in a spatter. Keep your texts rolling through, though, because we've got plenty. Jeff has texted through and said, Thank God Kelly Jury got the sporting talent in her family because her cousin, Charlie Waite, is hopeless. Especially at darts. Charlene the Choker. Charlene Thanks, Jeff. Charlene the
4: Choker. That's his, that's his nickname at work, old Charlie Waite, because he does choke. Um, but Kelly yeah. Jury Kez is right on that with uh, the way that she played last night. That she was superhuman, absolutely outstanding.
0: Yeah, and uh, James has uh, sent this through as well. Sitting at oh. home in Taupo, listening to you guys, and I've got some plays for the weekend. All Blacks twenty eight plus first half winning margin at twenty one dollars. He reckons are going to go hard. And Taranaki max bet minus one and a half first half line, Naki and unders. So.
4: And who's that from? James. Yeah,
0: James. I think he's uh, he might be onto something there.
4: Yeah, well, gee, well, the twenty-one dollars shot at half time, mate. Everyone in everyone in New Zealand be happy if it's it's thirty 0 at half time. I'm yep. telling you that right now. No, I mean, that's a. It'd be interesting to see how
0: it goes because I mean, I think the variable here is the Pumas. We don't know exactly how they're going to front here. Yeah.
3: Right. Yeah. We'll touch on that eh, after after your headlines because everyone probably thinks this is going to be a ball over. I think differently. Um, I think we're going to win. But I'd like to just touch on a little bit more the uh, Rick talk. Yeah,
0: all right. And uh, this one from Horse, I've just seen the pics of the so-called blondage. Uncle, that grey makes you look like a Marvel villain. And Ricardo, you look like Rick James. Thanks, Horse. I appreciate the <laughs> appreciate the <laughs> feedback. Keep them coming through double eight and double three. Always look good. Half past seven here on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Here's Araha with news for Kubota. Kubota's in-stock catalogue is out now. 27 away from 8 o'clock here on SENZ. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. It is tradey's hour. Warm yourself up with a hell of a coffee for $4.50 from night and day. Uh, Do Kenards make trade easy? Kenoth, they do. Here are some sports news headlines for you. And Steve Borthwick has made three changes to his England team for Saturday's Rugby World Cup semi-final against the Box in Paris, promoting Joe Mahler and George Martin from the replacements bench to uh, the starting 15. Alice Genge and Ollie Chessum, meanwhile, go the other way. Well, Freddie Stewart is at fullback with Marcus Smith ruled out due to HIA uh, protocol setback. Uh, South Africa—they've decided to stick to a winning formula, and they are unchanged for that sem- uh, semi-final. Ruby Tui is back in the Black Ferns after a seven-playing uh, sabbatical and starts on the wing in her first match since last year's World Cup final. She is one of two changes from the team that beat the Aussies in the O'Reilly Cup in September. Renee Holmes also returning from injury to start a fullback. Mm. Uh, Chris uh, Villico and Martha Matalai, uh, who both made testaboos boos against Aussie are in the, on the bench. Chelsea Bremner and Ariana Baylor also on the bench. Uh, Ruhi Demont and Kennedy Simon will co captain the team in Wellington. And uh, talk about money in sport, boys. Serie A, which is the Italian league, reps are meeting on Monday to discuss whether or not to back a TV rights deal worth 4.5 billion euros over five years. Or to bet big on plans to set up their own media platform and do it themselves. Mm. Um, so, current rights holder DAZN have submitted an offer worth 700 million euros a season to, to screen all the matches for five seasons. And while Sky Italia offered another 200 million euros to co-broadcast three out of ten games in CDR every match day, according to sources, the deal would kick in from next season. So, it's about I think the Premier League deal is worth about 5.75 billion euro. So it's slightly short of that, but it's still pretty good money. Mm. The fact that they're weighing it up and de- deciding whether or not to take it or say
3: no to it and do their own thing uh, says a lot, doesn't it? Ah, oh, says so well, it's huge. It's huge risk. You know, you go and do that, and it doesn't work, and then you you lose out on everything. But yeah, like that's there's obviously a lot of viewers that that watch that. That league, um, Rick Dog, you know what are the teams in there? Into Milan, AC Milan,
0: yeah, Juventus, Napoli, Lazio, Roma. You know, there's some big some big teams yeah, there. Yeah,
3: it's a it's a big camp. yeah big comp. Um, wow, that's a big risk. Huge. I can't believe the money. That's like nine billion. Yeah. New Zealand. Totally. Yeah, it's massive. Cool. Uh, do tradies uh, deserve special
0: treatment at their local Thai branch? Kenoth, they do. Uh, it's time for our choices flooring poll as well. And uh, this is what we're, we're going with. We're going with tri-scorers. Uh, so design, visualize, and create your perfect floor with room view. Who have you got for 1st try tri-scorer in the AB's Argentina semifinal? Here are the options that we've put down for you. Mark Talia, Aaron Smith, Cody Taylor, or Emiliano Buffelli. So those are the options. What do you reckon? Uh, you go to the SENZ app. Find Izzy and Kimpy for breakfast. And under there, the poll will be up and you can vote on it and we will bring you the results of that poll at half past eight. Discover your signature style and enjoy a virtual design experience with Choices Floorings Room View, Izzy.
3: Oh, that's good. That's a good one. Uh, I'm going to throw spanner in there mm. and... Can we select someone else? Yeah, well, you can do whatever you like. If I'm going go go to go that group, I'm going to go that group. i go with that group. I'll go. I'll go. Mar, uh, Mark Mark I'll go Mark Talia, But I think Scott Barrett. Oh, really? Me, Scott Barrett will get the first try. <sighs> well, yeah, I'm going to have throw a spinner. Eh? You'll be paying nice money too.
0: What's 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 that? Is that a hunch, or do you know something we don't?
3: It's a hunch. It's a hunch. I don't know anything, mate. I'm. Tab, you can't do that. No, that's uh, right. That's right. No, I just you know, just from your analytical <laughs>
0: rugby mind, you might be seeing nah. something that we don't.
3: Oh, mate, look, it's would be obvious just to go to the rolling more or, or a winger for a crossfield late finish. But I just think it's going to be one up front. We're going to get a lot of opportunities on the line, and if Scott Barrett loves to carry close to the line. I think he'll get one close there. Yeah, Kimpi.
4: Uh, just to stick with us here, I'm going to go, yeah, I'll look, Cody Tail off the back or Mark Tilly, Tilly out wide. I'll go Nuggie. I'll go Nuggie. I think Nuggie might steal one. Okay, n-
0: Nuggie for the snipe. Nuggie for the snipe. Uh, you can keep your ticks rolling through uh, on that 8833 or head to the app and vote on the app. We'll bring you the results of that in an hour's time. It is 23 away from 8 o'clock. When we come back, we're talking rugby league. It's 17 away from 8 here on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Warm yourself up with a hell of a coffee from just $4.50 from night and day. It is tradies hour. I'll tell you a bloke who's been on the tools all week is Marin Hadji. He is the coach of the New Zealand University's rugby league team. They are keeping busy in Rotorua. They're playing the Aussies three games in six days. First one was last night. Martin, good morning. Welcome to the show.
4: morning. Thank you, hey Marin, It was a pretty tough uh, out in Apukitaferral Park in Roturua yesterday. By the sounds of it, with the sun out and the Aussies getting out to a thirty-two to six halftime lead, mate. It's um, a pretty tough game for you. How, how are you all feeling this morning?
1: Yeah, the boys are okay, Kimpy. Um, the the Aussie boys came out and played with a uh, a speed uh, and a style of play that um, our boys in this country just aren't used to, and it's. Games like this that we need to con- continue to play uh, in order to be able to um, to compete with Australia and to and to narrow that gap um, that that Australia has uh, over us and every other league playing nation in, at, at the student level. It's
4: been um, quite a while, Maren. You know, you've, you haven't had an opportunity to play since two thousand and fifteen. What what do you think? Um, the NZRL need to do uh, for, the, for the tertiary sector so that we can get more games for them?
1: Um, look, I can't speak on behalf of New Zealand Rugby League because our, our body are an, an independent affiliate of New Zealand Rugby League. Um, what I think needs to happen uh, in the first place is some type of greater alignment uh, between our two organisations. Um, you can see that with the Australians, um, they are well supported by uh, the ARL. Um, and I think that's something that we need first. Um, and, and, and then to um, recognise this team as a genuine New Zealand representative side for uh, for those that are studying at the tertiary level or those who are doing apprenticeships and that, or those who are doing block courses, because, um, you know, not only are they not only are they rugby league players, uh, but they're also mm. furthering themselves. And we would like, um, like how you said, to play more games. Um, but you know, as an independent affiliate, it's pretty tough. It's pretty tough to, mm. to have to run off the smell of an oily rag.
0: What sort of relationship have you got with the Warriors, for example? Because I know that you know they're they're bringing their pathway back into uh, uh, into some sort of alignment with what the Aussie clubs are doing. So we're seeing uh, those guys trialing uh, players to play under sixteens, under eighteens, etc. I mean, have you got any guys who are studying tertiary that are on the books in the Warriors in your squad?
1: No, not not at the moment. So um, I I personally have some some good relationships with um, with personalities at the Warriors themselves, but in terms of formal relationships. Uh, between the Warriors and us, uh, that doesn't exist. Uh, that's not to say that it, that it won't exist. Um, you know, like Kimby mentioned, we we haven't had any, had any footy for a while, mm. um, so it's about us rebuilding, uh, in a sense, kind of rebranding um, our organisation and creating greater exposure. Uh, so players internally, so here in New Zealand, um, look at this team and go, man, I want to play for that side. Because mm-hmm. uh, when we look at the calibre of the, the team that we played against yesterday, every single one of them has played cup. And by cup, I mean New South Wales Cup yeah. or Queensland Cup. Um, and so for us to uh, to compete and win, uh, that's the level of player that we need as well. We need to be having have guys that are playing at uh, that cup level. Uh, Fox Memorial level um, at a minimum. Um, but I am lucky that uh, we do have a healthy contingent of players Within the squad uh, that have played at that pertech Premiership or pertech uh, Championship level. Yeah, and and let's just which obviously t- SES, uh, which obviously you guys uh, were were key sponsors for one of those sides this year, the Canterbury Bulls. Yeah, that's right, Canterbury,
4: the the SENZ Canterbury Bulls. Um, just on just on that, uh, Maren, when you're talking about. The the health and safety of the players playing playing three games in six days is that purely because of the money situation that you have to get the players in and out, um, and that there's no support for you, so where you could where you could actually play a bit longer if you had that that financial support.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think that um, the Australians are in a similar position. Um, their, their players themselves had to had to fork out a couple of k each. Um, to get here um originally the plan was to play thursday saturday monday how tough Um, yeah but um uh, a couple of personalities at new zealand rugby league stepped in and said hey man from a health and safety uh perspective uh that can't happen you know um so yeah, it you know there is that um that element of it that you just mentioned around around the finances um and I suppose this is, this is me now doing an un, a shameless plug for my organisation. <laughs> if there was anybody Go out, out there that would love to get behind the future of, of, of New Zealand um, through the students and, and loves rugby league. Um, fire something at Tony Kent because Tony Kent will get in contact with me.
4: Hundred <laughs> percent, and we've got you know lots of lawyers and accountants. because that's a, that's the best thing about this, Amar. And when you're looking at the the sustainability of the rugby league community, when you can, if you could grow that university space, then our volunteers become you know educated people that can actually go and and you've got accountants and lawyers and so forth coming back into the game. I don't see, I don't see. Um, why your game isn't supported. I, I guess the first support, if they're saying to you from the head office, NZRL, hey, here's a health and safety issue, what you should return that with is, well, give us some financial support so we can drag this out and make it sustainable.
1: Oh, I can't comment on that, Kimpy. You know, um, uh, that, that's that's something else beyond, beyond the control of, of a mere coach. Uh, I think that's um, something that needs to, well, you know, conversations that need to be had uh, with with levels and, and, and people on a, on a higher pay grade than I am right now. <laughs> well, um,
3: Maren, we appreciate you coming on the show. It's easy here, bro. Um, obviously, the first tour since COVID, uh, in that tour in 2019, the Australian squad featured Dolphins rookie, Harrison Graham, Broncos debutant, Josh Rogers, South Sydney player, Trent Peoples. Are the scouts circulating at these tournaments? And is there potential to see some
1: NRL stars unveiled? Oh, 100% there is um, potential To see some, some uh, stars unveiled um, Some of those, like I said uh, is the, the players That the Aussies have brought over Every single one of them Is in some type of um, cup system um, New South Wales Cup Or Queensland Cup um, And obviously those New South Wales Cup players Are part of an NRL system And this is part of uh, Their journey and their growth and development As footy players um, And I'm not sure if there were any scouts there uh, last night. But that's not to say that no, none of them will be there over the next couple of games.
4: Hey, Martin, thanks a lot for joining us this morning, man. Opening our eyes up to, uh, the, I guess, the, the tertiary game, which is still alive and kicking. You and Carrie are doing a really good job there. Um, hopefully, we'll promote it. You've got two more games, mate. Where are they? What time?
1: Oh, so all games are at Pukete and Rotorua. Um, so we play at 7 o'clock uh, Sunday night. And then we've got a three o'clock game on Wednesday.
4: Nice. Okay, so if anyone's listening down there at or get along to to a Park. It's uh, the park of rugby league, uh, Bay of Plenty, home of Bay of Plenty. Um, go well, mate. Let's hope you can pull a game back against the Australians. Actually, just go out there and beat them, when um, We'll talk to you again soon.
1: Yeah, of course. Thanks, man.
0: Cheers! Uh, there we go, uh, Martin Haji there, the uh, coach of the New Zealand University's rugby league team. Doing it, uh, doing it pretty tough uh, in that competition mm. against the Aussies. Three games, was it yesterday? No so, surprises, though, Kimpy. Thursday none, to Wednesday, none
4: whatsoever. Is he? You know, and, you know. When I'm, when I'm talking that less than six percent going back into the community game, well. Less than 0% going back to the tertiary game. Carrie Clements, I'll take my hat off to Carrie Clements and the, and the uh, universities have just stuck around. They've won the World Cup, New Zealand universities, um, before. Uh, had some really good players. I know that Howie Tamley's played for them. Uh, the Ropati boys have all played because they've all gone through university. You've got John Ropati and all of his boys are lawyers. Uh, Tia Ropati took him up to England last year. Um, and they just don't get nothing. You know, I feel so sorry for them. When they said said to me, we play three games in six days, uh, I'm like, man, uh, it's it's Jurassic. That's that's how bad that is.
3: Oh, I, lo- I love this format, Kempe, because as a rugby player that's gone through, you know, like it's difficult transitioning out of the game. Yeah. You know, it's difficult understanding and you've got to continue on life. This is uh, probably... A format or or a competition that should be well looked after because this is them looking after life, studying, getting that balance for for life and sport. Correct, and then once they finish, you know it'll be an easier transition. I think the funding should be well and truly there, or should be put up front because this is this is huge.
4: It's it's the biggest opportunity in rugby league. It's the biggest opportunity in rugby league.
0: You know what you know you know how, what they need to do is need to be successful. They need to select more players out of the University of Waitara. Yeah. And then they'll be away. They'll be away <laughs> and laughing. It is seven away from eight o'clock here on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. It's tradies hour on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Uh, start your morning with a hell of a coffee from just $4.50 at your local night and day Plenty Your text's rolling through on the text machine. Hey, lads, me, Hoppers, and Eddie are heading to Millbrook to slap
3: some paint on the walls up the ABs. <laughs> Yes, boys, yes they'll be doing, they'll be working on those bloody mentions here, but make sure you head out to the golf course play the new nine so good. yeah, mate that, that, those courses I
0: know you've played them a couple of times, but those courses I don't know if you remember Bob Hope might be a bit too old for you, but he was a famous American comedian who loved golf. he wrote a book about golf called "A Good Walk Ruined." Um, and, and you know I, I think about Millbrook and those courses at, at Queenstown it's like you could easily just walk those courses and just enjoy it because they look so damn good mm.
3: They do The backdrop over in Queenstown you're playing uh, and probably arguably the most spectacular views in the world, it's, uh, and it's right on our doorstep. It's a very very special place and uh, if, you, if you if you get a chance head down there what is or, the, awesome what is the
4: pretty, What is the prettiest golf course you've you've walked is? Around the world uh, oh,
3: Mate, on, in all honesty I play, played a couple of courses around the, the world But here, probably C- Cody Cliffs Cody right. Cliffs up the up, up yeah. north uh, uh, That's beautiful Yeah, the Bay of Islands That's so, mm. so good
0: So good, so good We also have this text here About Befali We mentioned him as an option uh, For first try scorer In our Choices flooring poll There should be an option at the TAB For him to score all of Argentina's points he is their kicker as well. It's not a bad not a bad shout and then try score or two. Uh, we'll get and uh, in more of that. And Willie Poaching on rugby league after eight o'clock right now though. Here is Araha with news for Kubota. Kubota's in stock catalog is out now. It hurts more and more every time I hear that I've always, been, always on been on black. Always uh, been you? on black. Always on black. Were you Mr. Blonde? <laughs> uh here we go. I
4: just wanted to look like the great man, Daniel McCarty.
0: <laughs> SENKEPI for breakfast here on SENZ. Good morning to you. Welcome into the show. Who am I? $100 Adidas golf voucher up for grabs. Get away with Adidas golf. Visit adidas.co.nz slash get away with golf. The final clue. I'll give you all of the three clues, all right? We'll go back to the start. Played 71 games for the Warriors over two stints. Scored 19 tries for the Kiwis. Got it. Clue number three, Cronulla, South Sydney, and the Bulldogs are amongst my former clubs. And Warrington. Ooh. Oh, you're giving out extra clues. Get well, big there you double go. eight, double eight, double three. If you know the answer, double eight, double three, text it through with your name, and we'll do that draw around eight thirty and announce the winner for the hundred dollar Adidas golf voucher. Willie Po Ching is uh, going to join us shortly. Just a quick uh, question that's come through on the text machine. Uh, Izzy, talk now. You know how the uh, English Premiership rugby, Gallagher English pre- Premiership yep. rugby, is in trouble. Talk now that they're yeah. gonna, they're actually going to just go and join the. Um, uh, the URC, the United Rugby Championship, mm. that the Welsh, Irish, South Africans, Italians and Scots all play in. Yeah. I understand that, but isn't that basically going to then make the old Heineken Cup, European Cup, a bit defunct?
3: Yeah, that's the question that has uh, been France and is the Champions Cup. You know, what happens with the Champions Cup? Does it still hold a place? Yes, it does, I feel, because the French top 40's not involved in, in that URC premiership potential merger, um, but 26 teams, huge comp, mm. huge competition when you bring in all the Prem teams in, um, but I, I like it, I like it, it's just another strengthened competition up in the north that is only going to do better by, by the Northern Hemisphere rugby team, so if it eventuates, uh, South Africans are going to really flourish from this, they, they joined the URC in 2017, we lost them, that was our downfall, um, so yeah, look it's smart, it's smart. Whether the URC, they are they are flying at the moment. Whether they want to run the risk of bringing the English Premiership in, and uh, you know with what's going on over there, the debacle that's up our, our plan over in, in England.
0: Yeah, all right, good stuff. Well, I think I think he's ready uh, for us. He's uh, now part of the Samoan coaching setup. He was a '95 original warrior, played for a whole bunch of teams, including uh, we we talked about, it too, including Wakefield and Leeds as well. With the our uh, very own Tony Kemp, Willie Poching joins us. Good morning,
7: Willie. How are you? Morning, gents. How are you? How are you? Hey, well, it's Kempy, mate. How's things, mate? Back in New Zealand, are you? Kempy, brother, what's happening? Yeah, well, back home, man. Back home, trying to make it work. That's the way, and uh, you've got the
4: the coaching gig with the Samoans, mate. How is it like? You know, you played for Samoa um, and now coaching them, and you've got. I saw the socials yesterday about your training session, mate. It looked like there were ten thousand people there. Yeah,
7: it's been crazy, crazy, Kempe. um, You know, for myself, it's uh, it's a massive honour to be involved in the team and. You know, we have a family legacy involved in Samoa rugby league, so to carry that on means a lot to me. But yeah, you know, as it is nowadays, there's so many of our Polynesian Maori boys playing and playing their trade in the NRL that you now the quality of our teams are are immense, and and that's what this group is too. We've got some amazing players, so to be able to work with some of them um, makes me better as a coach, and, and it's just a pleasure to get to know some of these young kids. And yeah, training's been awesome. The boys have been fantastic, but the support here in Auckland itself, the fan day was that was next level, man. It was, uh, it was like a rock concert. It meant a lot to, boy, to the boys to see the support and everybody come out to Victoria Park, um, you know, something we'll all remember for a long time.
3: Mate, uh, Willie, we appreciate you coming on, mate. Uh, your father, Eddie, was the first manager for Samoa National Rugby League team. So as a youngster... Playing for Samoa would have always been on your radar. Is this a huge moment, being able to coach with them now, and and know you know the family legacy, the history that's gone on before you?
7: For sure, for sure. And I remember those early meetings, you know, establishing the team and uh, the motives for starting rugby league Samoa, along with at the time Tonga were getting started, Cook Islands were getting started, New Way were getting started was to enable our players to represent their heritage in their countries and at that time a lot of the boys were born in those countries so and they weren't all able to play for New Zealand they weren't all able to play for Australia so what they did was start a team that they could represent their families so to be able to do that you know was something that I did dream about back then um you know as a kiwi kid we never thought we'd have the opportunity um, so to do it now and to be able to have played for the country and, and to now be on the coaching staff is important. But you know, i never, ever, I don't think that my dad and those people that he worked with to start this off ever imagine the heights that the team is reaching at the moment, especially last year. You know, I think there was a quite an emotional moment for me when they beat England to reach the final. I don't think they ever saw whilst they hoped and envisaged that would maybe be the case. I don't think they ever thought, you know, it would have happened. Just hoping. So when it did become a reality, it was a special moment. Yeah, Papa Eddie and your and your mum too, boy. Like um,
4: the amount of work that they did as volunteers through that community, the Auckland Rugby League community. Yourself as a player, um, going up and you know that first Warriors. When you when you look at it, um, well, when you see that, like you said, the calibre of players now. Um, what's your thoughts on the tier system? You know, is, is it is it now defunct the tier system, and it should just be an inter- international rugby league, and Samoa and Tonga and and the teams thrown in the mix with the likes of New Zealand, Australia,
7: and England. Uh, I think there needs to be a tier system, but the tier one needs to grow. I don't. I think it's unfair on Wales and Scotland and those countries to put them in the same tier as as New Zealand, Australia. But I do think Tonga and Samoa have almost reached that status. You know, um, uh, our job now is to continue the success that was reached next last year, um, and part of this group that we have now is doing that with all the young fellows like Lungu and Gordon Chan Kumtong. Mm-hmm. You know those guys are are the ones we're trying to build the future on, so we can hold that status and and keep competitive with those top teams. So I get what you mean, Kempi. I get what you mean, and um, stops people from changing countries as well. Um, but yeah, we're. That's uh, those are conversations for people above us.
4: Yeah, and and let's hope that they those conversations are being had, mate, and they're listening to to you guys. You've been a big part of trying to get the Samoan uh, side together for a number of years now. You're playing Tier One teams, uh, well, and and you, I said to the boys yesterday, you're sort of in the similar situation that New Zealand was back in in the early two thousands, where we had a very good team of players around us. You've got you know Polo, you've got. Um, uh, all of the the, the Penrith backs, some tall, uh, Tago, or you know, young logo at the back, but you're struggling in the spine. Um, what, yep. what's the depth like for Samaya when you go back down through the grades, and how are you guys going about sorting that part of your team out?
7: And that, yeah, well, that's forever, forever been the challenge for us. You know, we've got 500 back rowers,
8: yeah, and hardly any harm.
7: So, yeah, we're trying to establish something where we can, uh, put a pathways or a coaching implementation to try and develop some of those positions. Um, as I said, we've got Jerome Luai at the moment and we hope that there's some more coming through, the system through the Jersey flag and the SG ball systems in Australia because that's where most of the boys are coming from. Um, we just try and snap the hand off if they're good enough. The challenge on top of that is trying to convince them to come to our side. You know, yeah, We're still... We're still challenging new zealand and australia on on that front but you know hopefully what we've done in this camp filters out and we've tried to create an environment where the players feel like it's professional and uh they're getting what they get at club level and you know that filters back to some of the other guys and, and they want to come to our side now the positional challenges that we face i think. They will be there for a long time, but again, go back to what I said, the numbers of players that are applying their trade now in the NRL, hopefully that reflects in the number of halfbacks and hookers that start to come through.
4: Yeah, and, and like, I take my take my hat off to both Samoa and Tonga for what they've been doing and and attracting their players back. You've got a couple that have come back from Australia, um, actually you've got one that reversed for Tonga, who's gone back to Australia in, uh, in the Brisbane centre, but... When you're when you're looking at this game on Saturday night, let's talk about that for uh, a minute. Well, you've got the Kiwis; they've got a pretty good lineup um, from one to thirteen, and you know they've, they've got a spine that's pretty scary uh, when you look at it. Is that is that a game that you think you guys can go out and compete? Because against Australia, they just blew you off the park early on.
7: Yeah, we did. We did get blown off the park early to us, and you know a side like Australia don't. Need, <clears throat> sorry. Don't need any leg up, and we gave them too many, too many opportunities to attack at us, and you know that creates fatigue in you. Um, once we settled into it, um, I thought we, we more than showed that we're capable of footing it with with the quality that Australia had, and we we take a lot of confidence out of that going into this week, whilst also understanding, as you said, the quality that the Kiwis have across the board. Their front rowers alone, two of the best front rowers in the world, Moses Nelta, mm-hmm. how he was in the grand final and how he was in the grand final last year, and he's been enormous, and fish is fish. Fish is one of the best front rowers, and he's established himself over the last couple of years. So they'll lay the foundations for those dangerous halfbacks that you're talking about, where um, we're trying to prepare ourselves for uh, Dylan Brown and all his tricks and Jerome Hughes's kicking game. And, you know, on the back of that, Joey Money could, could run wild on you. So there's so many threats in their side that mm. we've, we've got to prepare for and be on, a, on the money. But we're excited to go to Eden Park. We're excited to get in front of uh, a whole bunch of our fans, hopefully, and, and mm. face another challenge against the, the, one of the big nations in the world.
0: Willie, what about your coaching journey, mate? Because I, know, I remember a couple of years ago when you got named as the Wakefield head coach, Uh, and they they were in all sorts of trouble when you took over, and you managed to save them from relegation. Uh, You you then moved on from there. So whereabouts are you on your coaching journey at the moment, and how how did that uh, improve you as a coach, that experience?
7: Yeah, I I got so many learnings out of the opportunity that Wakefield gave me. Um, Yeah, helping them survive, and then we were on the smallest budget in the league by a fair way, and... We had a small squad and Kempi knows very well Wakefield after our time playing together there and he coached there. The club hasn't changed yeah. that's, and that's the biggest problem with, with Wakefield. The club hasn't moved forward um, but I took a lot of learnings, um, good and bad, out of it and it's put me in a strong position now. Um, it took me a long while but at some point you've got to sit back and reflect and be honest and how you've been and I've tried to do that. And, hopefully I've come out a better coach. As for right now, um, I'm still looking, I'm still knocking on doors and waiting for the next opportunity. What what losing my job at Wakefield gave me the opportunity to do was to come home. My wife was uh, pretty keen to move back. We did 25 years in the UK and she was pretty keen to come back and that gave us a chance to do that. So we're back here, back in Auckland, living the life. and uh, As I say, trying to make some phone calls, trying to knock on doors and see what coaching opportunities are up there. And then when this this one came up, as I said, to work with quality NRL players, quality NRL coaches, it was it was too good to turn down. So um, I've got a bit of hunger. I've got a bit of fire back in me after this camp. So, yeah, I'll be back on the phone chasing up some jobs.
3: And a big part of that, Will, is uh, obviously whanau first. And uh, you gave your son Kobe poaching his super league debut uh, last year oh 2021 how's he going mate you must be following his journey with uh you know with pride
7: yeah 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 he's uh, him and his older brother they they chose to stay in the UK um, mm. you know he said he's 21 and his older brother's 26 and them they're, they're on the path to making their own journeys in life now um but yeah we're over here with he knows that we fully support him we we keep up with him um, He's, he's in fact just left Wakefield. He's chasing his next opportunity and we'll see where he goes. But yeah, we're really proud of um, of him. And The day that I gave him his opportunity on Boxing Day was a, was a special one. We gave him and a couple of his mates as you do on Boxing Day. Um, they got a chance to experience running out at Headingley in front of a a really massive, loud uh, south stand at, at Headingley against Leeds. So, yeah, I know that that he uh, holds that in a special memory for
0: him. That would have been special for you too, having played, what, nearly 150 games for the Rhinos, mate. And, and of course, a lot of the time there, there was a 1T Kemp either uh, uh, playing alongside you or, or, or coaching. Uh, tell us a little bit about what that was like, <laughs> mate. I mean, how much of a pest was Tony Kemp as a teammate? Come on, give us
6: give us some oil. Nah, uh,
7: I got nothing but praise and thanks and gratitude for Kempi. Um, I've known Kempi for a long time and I followed his career at Newcastle. And then when he went to Cass and I went to Wakefield when they got promoted, um, and a couple of weeks after I signed and got there, Kempi moved over from Leeds to Wakey and we had a couple of awesome seasons. Uh, Turbulent, turbulent off the field, (laughs) I'll say that. (laughs) Um, I knew at some point would sit back and laugh at it, but at the time, you know, it was tough, it was tough, and (laughs) Kempi. moved into coaching and he rode the ship and he had to steer us through some choppy waters. And it was tough, it was tough on a young coach. But, you know, we all leant on him and he was he was a strong pillar for all of us. He was a strong pillar for me when I first got there. Um, you know, having himself and Kevin Iroh and, and Richie Blackmore, those guys over there, you know, the young Kiwis that come over leant on them. So I learnt from them after they left to be the ones to look after the next generation that came through. And I'm, as I say, I'm, I'm grateful to Kempy for everything he did for me.
4: You're too, you're too nice, Wills. So you remember when I reached over the back seat and give give Franny a slap?
7: On the bus coming back from London? <laughs> I, I sure do. He shouldn't have been the cheeky bugger.
4: <laughs> yeah, i would been looking at you and you just giggled. I was like, yeah, I told you to stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, brother! It's so good to hear your voice, man. I've got your number now. I'm going to give you a call. We'll catch up. Um, yep, and we'll talk about uh, what what there is in New Zealand and and get the get the wheels rolling, brother. It's uh, all the best for you tomorrow night. I'm actually there at the game, yeah. um, calling awesome. uh, calling the first game. So I'll see you hopefully tomorrow. But go well, brother. You're okay. doing a fantastic job. Um, it's going to be a great test tomorrow night. Talk soon, mate. boys. Thank
7: you.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, Willie Po Ching, one of the 95 originals there with us here on Izzy and Kempy for breakfast ahead of that big match at Eden Park. Uh, the Kiwis taking on uh, tour Samoa. And of course... Uh, my base- very
4: first bullet. This is really? how far back we go. So when I made the New Zealand schoolboys' 14-year-old, I stayed at his house as, a, as hey. a kid. Yeah, man. that's This is how far back this relationship goes. That so, yeah. poor cupboard. <laughs> 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 I'll tell you what, and they their fano. so Willie Poaching is fano with the papalī fano, and, mm. mate, I have never eaten so much in a week. It was every meal was, a, was are, an are absolute... You, are you sure about that? Oh, no, nah, look, I'll, I'll tell you what, we got looked after by his mum and dad and the papalī fano up here in, in Tāmaki like there was no tomorrow, man. It was... Honestly, it was beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And that's the story where I'll tell you where I hopped off the bus in Auckland and there's this guy with a beard and he's leaning up against the pole and I went to one of the boys, oh, whose who's father's that? And they went, no, that's Lafu, you're playing against him tomorrow.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: and that was Lafu Papali uh, wow. and, and could play. He made New Zealand teams as well as a junior, but good to hear Willie Poaching's voice, mate. Great, great player. I'll tell you what, great player, uh, underrated, should have played for New Zealand. And um, his coaching career. Oh, look, I've, I hope that um, one of the NRL clubs pick him up because he's a very astute coach.
0: I'm going to stop making jokes about how much Kempi eats because he gave me that look like the bloke on the bus got, I think. Uh, so we'll keep it there. <laughs> uh, need a new mobile plan? Visit Kogan Mobile. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse keeping you healthy this spring. It is 8.28 28 here on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Double uh, eight, double three is the text line. We've got the result of the choices flooring pole. Uh, coming up shortly as well. And uh, we've got questions coming up as well. If you've got questions for the boys, make sure you flick them through on double eight double three. I mean, I was just thinking, Kempe, and I don't know where you're at with this, but Willie Po Ching has coached in Super League. He was assistant coach before that, I believe, at Warrington and did some time there. Um, Or was it Leeds? It might have been Leeds. It might have been Leeds. And he's back here now. The Warriors are setting up all these pathways, right? They're they're having under-16s. Jersey Flag, under 18s SG Ball, all that yep. stuff. He's got to be a sitter for one of those gigs, doesn't
4: he? Oh, we'd well, seem to think so. I, I, I don't know the strategy that uh, Cam George has got in there. Uh, they just promoted uh, young Slade Griffin up to uh, the first grade, you know, because you get Justin Morgan head over to the Cowboys. Um, so I don't know whether they've promoted up through the the national ranks, whether or not it's that strategy. I'm not too sure, but if they're looking for a good, just a a, a good guy, you know, with a with a, a heap of talent, um, and someone someone to help out there, because he he is Auckland two to do, you know, like yeah. he's he, he played in that Auckland jersey, represented it really well. Uh, Willie Poaching would be a great get for that club, uh, and I mean for any club, you know, the the first club that came to my mind was he's a real. Type of guy that a Melbourne Storm would enjoy. Oh yeah, yeah. Because um, he's got he's 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 a very good he's talented. I, I'll tell you that right now. But he's got good work ethic and he's been up in that um, that setup up in England for such a long time. I actually wanted to talk to him about because he came home I think about three months ago. So he saw the back end of the season. So I wanted to actually say say ask him. Or I forgot to ask him. I was like, what was the difference? You know, having been so he played in the NRL, Danny in '95 because he was an original warrior. Yeah. Then he went up there for so long, um, played his back of his end of his career with me, and then stayed up there for 25 years. What the difference was when he noticed. But I'll catch up with him next week. We'll have a chat about it, and we'll, we'll follow up with him. Hopefully, hopefully he gets another role in the in, in another gig in the in the game.
3: Beautiful.
0: Yes, He's a good man. He's a good man with a lot to give and a lot of experience. I think, uh, particularly with the um, the Polynesian pathways too, through coming through with the Warriors, uh, you got to tap that. You got to tap that. I think when, yeah. when when it's available, and you know we've given enough to the Melbourne Storm over the years.
4: Yeah, and, and I think with I think with Willie, like the Samoan, like the, the good good pickup is he on his dad. His dad was an absolute legend, you know. And and some uh, Samoan from the Maris Club here in Auckland. Um, and, and just really great volunteers throughout the game and trying to drive that game, that Pacific game. Where they are now, the Pacific game, to where they were, is chalk and cheese, seriously. They are now on the cusp of like becoming a regular Tier 1 winning nation, both Samoa and Tonga. And if you see what Tonga's done, because they took the ball by the horns, they're now touring England, playing a three-test series up there. Which is fantastic. Because and the English will be paying for everything. If you want to
0: grow International yeah. Rugby League, you need more teams, right? I mean, yeah. that's the latest we're seeing. Fiji play the Kumuls, play the Cooks at the moment in that other Pacific series. Word out of Australia yesterday... Was that 18th NRL franchise yeah, is going to PNG, I saw that. I saw and that, that will Ooh. fast track that PNG uh, talent line as well? Yeah. You'd think,
4: yeah. And if and if Willie's looking for a job, I'd be putting. You know, the thing with it is be proactive. You know, I'll, I'll give him this advice next week: is be proactive, mate. Don't wait. Like, go to go to places. Put your put your CV in. Phone the the high performance guys. Phone the CEO and be proactive and get a, get your name um, across everyone's lips because the, the difference being in England for 25 years is everyone seems to, f- well, they, they would have forgotten who you are.
0: Yeah, exactly. So you've got to remind them, mate. And uh, this weekend's a perfect opportunity to do that yep. with Tor Samoa up against other Kiwis. It is 28 away from 9 here on SENZ. Time to catch up with half for the latest in news with Kubota. Kubota's in-stock catalogue is out now. It's 25 away from 9 o'clock here on SENZ. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. And the choices: flooring pole, design, visualize, and create your perfect floor with room view. Uh, we put it out there. First try scorer in the All Blacks Argentina semi-final. Gave you four options and did the other, uh, the other option as well. And here are the results: 4% on the others, 4% from Emiliano Bofelli, 9% on Aaron Smith, 19% on Cody Taylor, an overwhelming 61% backing Mark Talia mm-hmm. to be the 1st try tri-scorer in that uh, test, the, se- the semi-final of the Rugby World Cup, discover your signature style and enjoy a virtual design experience with choices, Florence or room view.
3: Well, yeah, wouldn't be surprised if one of the wingers get a Mark Talia or... Will Jordan, uh, Mark Talia, huge weekend for him boys, back after a little little layoff and then he's coming back into the fold, he'll be under so much pressure, I remember it, I remember after 2011, you know, stuffed up in the quarterfinal week, coming back out, you know, there'll be a lot of things going through his head, a lot of emotions, you know, a big game, but just go out there and uh, do what you've been doing son. You've been going not too bad.
0: You've been going all right, been going all right. Uh, a bit live on your favourite sports, download the TAB app today. Pip from the TAB joins us. Pip, and uh, that first try scorer market for the semifinal, I'd imagine uh, that's been pretty popular.
8: Good morning, guys. Certainly has. And you mentioned Mark Talia. He's the best back to first try score there at $8. <laughs> and any time try scorer at seventy $1.70. 72% of the head to head money is on the All Blacks at $1.07, although someone put, did put $2,000 on Argentina at $7.50. Our power plays are now available on those games too, and I can tell you any three of Will Jordan, Mark Talia, and Boden Barrett, Enrico Ione, anytime try scorers at $4 is the most popular selection, followed closely by Boden Barrett, Richie Mawanga, and Ardi Savia, anytime try scorer at $4, and Will Jordan, Cody Taylor, and Richie. Shimawanga anytime try scorers and New Zealand win by thirty one or more at twenty one dollars is also the most popular. And the boosted odds option is Aaron Smith or Adi Sevilla, anytime try scorer, and New Zealand win by eleven to twenty. It was five dollars, it's boosted to six.
3: What are you thinking, Pip? Like uh, I've been going around and everyone's yeah, relatively confident, but they're thinking it's gonna be a close affair. It's gonna to be tough to be able to back up that game against Ireland you reckon it'll be convincing or be a tough battle?
8: I think it's going to be convincing, Is he? I, I know the Pum has obviously mm. been very good against us in the past, but I just think maybe they'll take confidence out of that Ireland game. So I'm hoping the boys go out there and just rip them a new one.
3: <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. They've got to get it mentally right because physically they'll be up for it. But uh, being able to back up a game like that, it's going to be hard. It wasn't hard to get up for Ireland. There was a couple of receipts that they put in their pockets. Well, there's plenty of other sport happening this weekend. In terms of the Black Ferns taking on France on Saturday night, is anyone giving France any any, any support?
8: No. No, it's all it's all going the Black Ferns way, which is not surprising. I know the French women are playing very well, but we're just getting all the Kiwi support at the moment for the Black Ferns. So head-to-head, head, it's about 85% all their way.
4: What about in the what about in the uh, the GG's pip? You've got the skew whiff back um, running, and the in the in Melbourne uh, is there any money for skew whiff uh, going on from here?
8: Yeah, there is a little bit going on. Her, about 30% of the book, she passed her barriers. And by all reports, too, from the team, it sounds like she's right and ready to go. So she is taking a little bit of money. And closer to home, of course, we do have the Group 2, James and Annie, starts Memorial. It's going to be a real lead-up to that 2,000 guineas market. Obviously, Crochetti is very well-backed in that race. But the most mm. money is actually on the Tiaka runner, what you wish for. is mm. twice as much on him than any other runner and then Crochetti's obviously got the most money wagered on, but they are liking Tiako runner just with that extra trip I think.
4: Great Cornella.
8: Hey,
3: there's uh plenty of racing this week in uh and Sport. But there's a nice meeting today actually at Mo. Uh, meet thirteen, race <laughs> six. There's a there horse in there, it's number, it's number nine. Can we get that boosted?
8: Oh, I'll talk to Mawari and see what he can do, eh? He's the man with all the power.
4: Race six, and Mo, no, they got their great horses. Mar- he just put, yeah, a, he just put nine, a sail on it. Number nine, it ran third last start. It's actually going out. It opened at 350. It's now at four. Let's try and get a boost to tens, eh? You don't want, say you don't
8: want
4: much, bonding.
8: No, no. <laughs> hey,
4: and and, and uh, have you? I just want to know, have you changed your Penrith shirt for a Samar shirt instead of a Kiwi one?
8: No, I was about to go to the parade, I must say, but I, I decided against it. No, I've still got my pen <laughs> shirt on. Thank you very much. I'm wearing it right now, actually.
0: Are you going to be at the game, Pip? Are you going to go and get some autographs on that
8: shirt? No, I'm I'm too busy working, but I will definitely be tuning in at home, that's for sure.
4: Okay, what's your best of the weekend, Pip?
8: I'm actually going to go to a Ricks Tonight race, number four, Wire Rapper. He's $3, he downgrades, comes up with an outside alley, but I think he can use it and he'll power home.
0: Good stuff, Pip. Have a great weekend, mate. Thanks for your time and uh enjoy the uh, the long weekend. Do, do you have long weekends at the TAB? Is that a thing?
8: No, it's our busiest time. We've got S Burton as well, flying stakes on Monday. So I'll be busy working, but I'll certainly enjoy all the action. So much to look forward to and go the A B day.
0: Yeah, indeed, mate. Indeed. Watching Bet Live on your favorite sports and racing at Thanks, TAB.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly R eighteen. Up next it's question time.
3: I've got some questions and some questions.
4: I got my elbow on the window
0: hand on my face, looking out to the world. A lot of questions, awake in my brain, and I'm still trying to It's 14 away from 9 here on SENZ. Izzy and Kempy for breakfast. It is question time. Uh, boys, here we go. Uh, where is the first one? Where is he? is the best place for a picnic? It's Labor Ooh. Weekend this weekend. It's kind of the start of summer. So what are you thinking?
3: Mm. Oh, it's a good question. Um... Not really a picnic man myself, but I have got some pretty cool spots that uh had some awesome moments at. Um, you know, I'll probably go Wainui. Yeah. I'll go Wainui Beach in Gizzy. It's just down the road from Daisy's farm and we head down there and you take the picnic. It's called a place a place called the Pines. You take all the you take some food and some drinks and boogie boards and the kids jump in this, in the pool in the ocean and have a swim. That would probably be the best picnic spot that we've had as a family. Yeah, Pugy
4: Park for me on a on a uh, on a night this weekend. Get in there; they're probably down the down in the little bowl uh, in Pugy Park. They'll have some music playing. You can lay a blanket down, sit down there with a, with a bit of food and a couple of beers, and uh, yeah, enjoy the music. All right then, P
0: uh, when? Is the is it the weekend officially? Oh, mom, all right, right we, now we, we finish at nine, so I kind of feel like it's nine. But where do you think the weekend it's starts?
4: It's nine, nine o'clock on the dot. Right. Okay. All right. There we go. We're,
0: we're unanimous on that one. Uh,
3: Izzy, what's your favorite yeah. dinosaur? What's my favorite dinosaur? This is a great question. I used to love the Ankylosaurus. Oh,
2: why the Ankylosaurus? The ankylos- what is an Ankylosaurus?
3: Because it, it, it it's the it's one with like but shield on its back and it's got a boulder as a as a tail. Oh I and know. What you mean. The boulder. Yeah, the ankylosaurus. I oh, I don't know. I just go through the books as a kid and I flip through, flip through oh, that one just looked mean, fierce, had a big boulder and looked cool, so I went for the Ankylo. Just um yeah, it's a unique it's not everyone's uh, cup of tea, but for me it was it was the one I used to love. Yeah. Yeah. The Ankylosaurus.
4: Yeah, mine's in New Zealand rugby league.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Excellent. All right. Um,
0: uh, no doubt. It was probably the, the answer to this next question is probably yourself, Kempi, but who was the biggest, best prankster you had as a teammate?
4: Uh, I, I'll, I'll tell you that. Look, Nat Wood, I wasn't a player, but I was a coach. Nat Wood has to go down as one of the best. Um, Campo tells his stories where he sneaks in and he gave gave Nat um, Cleary absolute nightwears, put on a screen mask when he opened up his wardrobe as a kid. Um, but I played with a guy called St. John Ellis. St. John Ellis was his name, and he was a, um, a English-African kid winger, uh, passed away, rest his soul, a great bloke. But mate, he'd jump in the back of guys' cars and go home with them and wait till they park the car and they're just about to hop out and he touched touch them on the back of the shoulder. <laughs> 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 and you know what England's like, cold and dark yeah, and wet. Yeah. So you're, <laughs> mate, I honestly went home, I would be so nervous going, is that bugger in the back of my car or not? Yeah. You know, and you'd forget by the time you get home, you forget, but he he never done it to me, he got everyone else. Uh, and the other one he do, you know when you go in a shower, you throw cold water on people? Oh, yeah. He'd throw hot water on them. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: what about you? Is it, there must have been a few in the uh, uh, Hawks Bay oh, slash All slash Crusaders setup.
3: Yeah, uh, I'm thinking. Trying to, think, I was a bit of a prankster back in the day, so I used to try and uh, ruffle the boys up a wee bit. Uh, Corey Jane, mate, you just couldn't, couldn't do anything. <laughs> like he never took anything serious. Everything was a joke. Right up to kick off, he'd try and prank someone. So. I'd say him, but I heard, I, heard a, I remember a story I can't remember who it was in the Crusaders, but you know everyone drives to the training and everyone leaves their keys in the locker where you go out and get their keys and you go out and get their car and you go and move it you go and move it and then you, and then you video them and you watch them post and they go out there and they're trying to find their car and all of a sudden they think it's <laughs> stolen. so they get all panicky and, and, and moving and then obviously the, the joke ends and we tell them where their car is, but yeah I'd say Corey Jane. And myself, yeah. See, you and CJ.
4: I just tell one. I just tell one more about Sinji. When I first went to Castleford, and he was, we were getting changed, and I didn't know, but he'd cut some fangs out of the felt, out of felt that you put mm. on your arm, and he cut these fangs, these vampire teeth, <laughs> and the, and the coach was looking at me, talking. So two minutes before kickoff, and he's going, right, Kempe, I need you to do this. I need you to do that, like that, and. I right behind him was Singe, and he had his head the other way, and he turns around, and looks at me, and goes <sighs> like that with these with <laughs> these vampire teeth, and I start laughing at the coach, mate. I got, I, I honestly, I got the test <laughs> Steve from the coach.
0: <laughs> All right, boys. Why? Why will or won't the All Blacks and Springboks meet at the Rugby World Cup final? Is he?
3: Why will? Um experience, uh, big moments. I think um Yeah, they've just been there. They'll be too good. They've got they've got the team that they can dismantle both uh Argentina and the spring uh England. But if they won't why they won't is for Argentina's point of view they they'll look back to twenty twenty two. They they came with a different mindset last year when they beat us at home. They you watch their defence, they bought so much line speed, they made the all backs always shut back and, and having to, you know, um, step back into that collision area. They got held up. They got beaten at the collision. They got wrestled out of the game. The discipline let them down a hell of a lot, so they got penalised off the park. And, you know, Argentina, if they get a they get a whiff, they can um, they can beat anyone. And for England, the only thing I can see with England having any sort of chance, if they're on the right side of the discipline. Uh, and they have to be able to play open and fast with a... Ben O'Keefe can play that and whether England have the game to play that, that is their only chance. They need to really blow this team um, physically off the park. When I say physically, I mean more just run them round, run them rampant, run them ragged and tire them out.
4: Real simple for me, they will be in the final, of the All Black Springboks. And is there such a word as won't? Because shouldn't it be won't? Because if you break the <laughs> W O down, I know that N T is not, but woe not, is that a word?
0: It's Grammar with Kempe. Honours and Kempe for breakfast.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hell of an end to the show, Kempe. Oh, mate. It is seven away from nine. Daniel McCarty up next. <laughs> Always bet on black. You can't mess with a McCarty party. What a commentary that was. We've had it all week. Daniel McCarty joins us now. Uh, g'day, Daniel. How you doing, buddy? <laughs>
2: good brother. Thank you for that. Very kind of you to say. Oh.
3: Who's that clean-shaven blonde guy? Is that Jake Paul?
2: <laughs> <laughs> is that your co-host? That's
3: the, that's
4: the younger version of Daniel McCarty.
2: <laughs> if only. <laughs> Salt and pepper, mate. Salt and
3: pepper. What do you, reckon? The, what do you reckon? What do you reckon, Daniel? Actually, bloody suited. 20 it. years, is he? Oh, well, no, it, mate. What yeah. Do
1: you, look, it's hard
2: to, hard to get a gauge on Rick Knoll with where my cameras are positioned. But yes, unfortunately, Kimby, you look way too good. Way too. I'm not happy with this. I'm
0: not happy with this. No, yeah. nobody's happy. Izzy's not happy. He wanted it to be an absolute disaster. It's not. It's not it gone, have I?
4: It was to begin with because I looked like Frosty Boy when Rick was there, and then all of a sudden they did this thing to it, and I went back and I was like, "Oh yeah, I can live with that."
0: It's like the silver bullet. <laughs>
4: <Good>. <laughs> you are my God.
0: There I am, mate. There I am now, uh, Jason
4: Momoa, mate. Jason Mama. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Jason Momoa, <laughs> if he's hit the pies and lost about four inches in height, uh, I, I
2: was thinking more of that other um, Sasha Baron Cohen um, character, not Borat, but, but the gay German party boy. Oh a bit yeah, like that one. Yeah, yeah, potentially. Yeah, 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 yeah there's a bit of, bit of that going on Bruno, well. Bruno. Bruno I've had, I've had, Bruno. Rick, I've had
0: Rick James and Chad Kroger through the text machine as well, mate. So it's I, all happening.
2: Rick, uh, Rick James.
4: Yeah, Rick, Rick James. There's a great song too. We'll have to play that next week. We will. We will. What
0: do you got coming up, Mr. McCarty? Ah. Oh, Sport. Oh, yeah, good. Sport. Excellent.
8: How much,
2: how much have we got on this weekend? Uh, National pride, Insane. right? National pride. So many New Zealand teams playing. Wish them all the success. Um, can't wait to, to chat with our, uh, our callers too after 9.30, fellas. Go enjoy your weekend. Go enjoy. Here's Adaha with
0: Kubota. Kubota's in-stock catalogue out now.